0: There we are. Mm-hmm. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you doing this week?
1: Oh, you know, I'm... Uh, oh, God, I'm writing on no, a card. No, I don't know. Oh, no? No, I don't know. Oh, you've been sending me a lot of... Uh, what are they call it emoji. Is that what those are called? Do you like that? They're very small pictures, and I don't have my glasses. What They're, happened to your glasses? When you called me fat, what was the one you sent? What Fats what was is plural. Fats. Okay, you didn't use a comma, and it was lowercase. What... What? Um. What what was that? Was that it looked like two people like square dancing? What so little that? dancers.
0: Little okay. tiny dancers.
1: Okay. I'm are you getting a slap back? No. Hmm. Hmm. Sounds really okay. good
0: here. Have you checked the mix minus? Yeah, it's in effect. Full full effect.
1: Did you blow the dust out of the prongs? <laughs> <laughs> no. Hmm.
0: Now this, that you might hear. <laughs> but
1: no. It sounds like a morning zoo. Yeah. Um okay. And uh, what was the other thing? Oh, so I got some um, a lot of cards, Dan. Got a lot of cards today. Oh, lot of cards. Or so what was it? You just close the door, is that the French door? To is that two of them? Sounds like two French doors. See, we
2: get all the open. Okay.
1: Can you have a single French door? That's
0: like
1: that's like you can't of a can't have a single
0: you... French anything.
1: Mm. Hmm. Try eating
0: just one fry.
1: Well, that's a good point. Good like, luck. Ooh, they sell in pairs. Good luck. No, it won't happen. Now, um, if you ask them for a single French door, they would probably say, uh, oui. Nomme. Oui. They would say Nomme. <laughs> Nomme. Have you ever heard of loan words? I just Mon learned about loan petite. words. And from my other podcast, I had to learn about loan words. You know what a loan word is?
0: That's where you say uh, you need 20% down to avoid PMI.
1: Oh, right. And then lone they words. talk really fast. They talk really fast at
0: the end. Lone words.
1: Yeah. I've been wanting to do that for the Squarespace stuff where I say, yeah, uh, you hit a couple buttons and you got a website. Please know that Squarespace does not actually create a website if you hit a couple buttons. <laughs> Are those lone words? <laughs> no, a lone word, a loan word is... loan word um, is where there's just one word on the line by itself. Roderick on the line is actually the name of the show. The thing is, if you're, if you're in France, can we, stipulate, can we stipulate that we have borrowed a lot of words from the French, okay? We oui. let see, see. Let's just stipulate, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but here is the thing: the, we understand that those are French words that we borrowed, the the thing about the French is, I don't think, I don't think. You I heard your pal Marco talking about having to go to Montreal, which just sounds it sounds nightmarish to me. the whole The whole affair, you know. And luckily, none of them understand what I am saying because they refuse to speak English. But the, the point is, I don't think they acknowledge how many words they get from us. And then they act all high and mighty about it. You know how you say weekend in, 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 in French? Well, you want to just guess?
2: Mm, no, I don't want to guess.
1: Le, le weekend. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you, can, you, can all, you, you know, it's like in Canada where they got to show Nickelback videos. There's a, there's a content requirement, right? The signs all got to be in, in, in the French. How about this? You know the thing uh, we send uh, documents over your phone? Le fax. Now this one's really hard. This is hard. If you wear a sweater, le poule Pullover, like pullover. Écoutez, pullover.
0: The only, the only French I ever liked was the guy in uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind.
1: Oh yeah, the guy with the hearing aid. What? He directed Breathless. That's uh, Francois Truffaut. Mm-hmm. I think he passed. Oh my God! Did he direct Weekend? I think he directed Weekend, which is a terrible, terrible movie. I think that was. Isn't him. that that?
0: Uh, I think you're thinking of that Debbie Deb song.
1: De- Debbie-Deb, is that the one that used to play in shopping malls? I think that's the one you're thinking of. Everybody gets their start there. Huh. Oh, sorry, Godard. Uh, one time, um, time there's this, uh, there this gay bar in Sarasota that we used to go to for New Wave Night. That, that was the term. The term was New Wave Night. Like on Fridays, you'd have New Wave Night. And it was non-gay, mostly. That wasn't non-gay. It was uh, extra gay <laughs> with a hyphen. So, you know, even, even as, uh, less gay people would go because it was New Wave night. And there was this guy that worked at the door and he was like 60. And he was, he was uh, one of the most delightfully gay men I've ever met in my life. And he had, had a very deep, like, Virginia accent. And we'd always try and, like, kind of chat him up because he was always a riot. And one time my friend Michael, he might have met Michael, Michael Ferguson, we walk in there and we're like, how's it going tonight? And he goes, oh, as far as I'm concerned, all you New Waivers are in purgatory. <laughs> And that was in 1989, and it's still in my head. Wow. The French. Uh, how do we get talking about the French? Uh, loan words. Uh, I wrote down some follow-up. Uh, should we get started? Yes. Uh, how's your week? Pretty good. good. Week? Yeah, big week. Big, big, big week. I have two pieces of follow-up. Okay. Okay, one is that I want to just underscore, now that he's got his servers back up, I want to underscore that... Uh, our friend Marco has a fantastic uh, new release of uh, mm, of Instapaper, Instapaper 4. I know everybody knows this. I don't care if you know this. If one person who doesn't know this now knows it, it's a good thing. Instapaper 4 is out, and it's, uh, it's just so darn good. Uh, I, I really would like you to support Marco. If you go to Instapaper.com, you can learn more. And if you're not using Instapaper, shame on you. Don't you agree?
0: I use it all the time. I was uh, just showing it to a whole bunch of people that I, that I know that, are new to ios or ipad or whatever and
1: they're like wow this is great well i have this i have this riff about social media that i think is true about instapaper first of all as you know i do not like social media but here's the thing people go oh blah facebook or blah twitter or blah myspace i think they say blah something because their friends aren't doing it yet if their friends are doing it they're way less blah this it's not their content. When it's other people's content, it's like orgasms. Like Dennis Miller says, you know, uh, mine means everything and yours means nothing. It's the same with friends and content. And so I think when you show somebody Instapaper, they go, okay, you've got some things on your iPhone. That must be nice for you. But what you're not getting is that, <laughs> that ability. And I, I had a little post about this on 43 folders, <laughs> is that now like, you can just decide to read stuff a bunch more. And having the ubiquity of all the ways that you can grab that. I'm not going to go on and on, but, you know, you know, tell your friends. If if you have friends that haven't heard about this, use it. I'll tell you, uh, two spots on my homepage are Reader, Reader with two E's, which is my Google Reader, 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 and Instapaper. And I'm flying between the two of those all day long, just forever going, you know, kind of uh, filtering and gleaning in my newsreader, and then deciding what I want to read and putting it into uh, Instapaper. I also use Instapaper for all kinds of stuff. I read documentation in there, all kinds of stuff. So anyway, I just want to make sure we give a shout-out to your host from Build and Analyze. Um, would you like to say anything else nice about Instapaper? I think, I think the guy deserves it because I've been on, working on the... Not working. I've been not working on the betas. i sent him very little input. I'm the kind of person he bitches about. Nice. I like it, Marco. It's pretty. Um, but, uh, would, would you, would you please say something nice about Instapaper too? Well, here's the
0: thing. If you've been using the older version of Instapaper and you haven't tried four, it's, there's a lot of work in this, like you mentioned, but it, it, it's really a reimagination, re-envisioning of a lot of stuff. So it, it's worth yeah. checking out if you, if, if you maybe tried Instapaper before and you said this is neat and maybe weren't actively using it, this would be a good time to come
1: check it out again. Cause it really is great. Really, really big, 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 big upgrade. It is, it is. And back to repeating that same point though, it's, it's difficult if you just see Instapaper and again, I'm repeating what I said in this post, but if you just see Instapaper as an ephemeral repository for ephemeral content, it doesn't really get at the bigger point of it. You know, it's, I don't know, it's, it's almost like, um, you know, buying a a picnic basket and like being mad about the food you put in it. Like is whatever you put in that is going to be as good as it is. But the fact is you can put stuff in there from anywhere. That's the great thing, and it's it's a, just a, it's a totally no look application. That's a sports term, because uh, you just you just hit a button and stuff goes in. Yeah, and that's and once you start using it, I think that becomes so deeply ingrained in your workflow. I won't go on. I just want to congratulate Marco because he's been working really hard on it. He's been struggling with uh, not struggling, but he's been challenged. I think by some of the changes. Uh, it sounds like in iOS five, and and he's a good guy. So uh, you guys should go buy it. Uh, uh, Instapaper, yeah. Um, also, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like the pimp stuff, but uh, these people are nice. I'm speaking at a conference, uh, and I want to make sure people know about it. If they, uh, for those of you that are in, uh, is it Bloomington, Bloomingfield? What is, what is it in Indiana? What's the one where, uh, Breaking Away was? That's in Bloomington, right? I think it's Bloom, Bloomfield, Indiana. Bloomfield. Okay. Okay. Like Michael, Michael, uh, Bloomfield, Butterfield, Blues Baker. It's the one in the Richland, uh, Township, Green okay. County. hmm You know, I, I used to live near Indiana. So I'm kind of a hometown boy <laughs> in a lot of ways. Uh, but, but uh, you know, if you're, if you're there, you have this Combine Conference. Uh, it's at uh, You can Google Combine Conference. But if you go to, uh, I'll put this in show notes if you don't mind, but uh, if you uh, register, you can get 25% off. And I'll be doing the uh, first public presentation of the What is a Priority Talk that I premiered at Pixar a few weeks ago. It's a pretty good talk. There's some other uh, really cool speakers there. And I think they might have drinks. Which I know you don't like. But um I don't, so, I don't, yeah, I don't dislike conference. I don't dislike drinks. Hmm. Hmm.
0: It just sort of I don't drink though. Yeah, it's, but it's, aren't you kind of,
1: aren't you kind of pissy about it? Never. Okay. Uh they are at the combine org. Uh no anything but letters. On the combineorg.com.
0: The, com- com. the combineorg.com. Right? Okay.
1: Oops, I know oops, Slashes hold on, hold. or backslashes? Oops, what is that? Google
0: Chrome could not find the
1: combine.org.com. No, they probably had me edit their uh, HD access file. Here's, here's a hint, Dan. Just just don't touch the HD access file. Oh, the combine.org. Good... org. This is a
0: cool site. Look at this. Isn't
1: that pretty? Isn't that pretty? Look at the, Wow. Oh, look at
0: you sideways? right there in the top. Oh, that's my favorite picture of you, too. That's the one where you're with the plants. Oh, Can you I'm, see the angry I'm corn? I see, I'm getting angry I'm corn.
1: Can you see that? Yeah. I love the dancing corn. Oh, he's so cool. <sighs>
0: when you click on him... Wait, can you click on him? Oh, see, you can.
1: What? what you can you click, you click on him. On him?
0: Oh, um, that's can... actually the buy your ticket blimp or uh, dirigible, uh, dir- as dirigible. you would say. Yeah.
1: Well, you, you can scroll up and down. Oh, God. corn is so cool. I, actually, I can't <laughs> stop looking at the corn. The other day, I couldn't stop watching Anne Margaret dance. And now I just keep looking at the corn. Wow. Shadow's kind of creepy. I would have done an opacity thing on that. I don't, I don't understand the web anymore, Dan. I open things up in the HTML5. I don't understand anything. Did you, do you do the HTML5 now? Yeah. It's very confusing. Everything. Do you understand everything's changed? There's just a little thing at the top. It just says document or something at the top. Mm-hmm. You're like, where is everything? Where's all this stuff? This is not transitional. It's very, very confusing to me. This is a really
0: good site. Whoever did Isn't this. not that pretty? Pat yourselves on the back. This is awesome. If you go way, 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 way down. Mm-hmm. Like, more than halfway down, there's a little it's corn a eating a house. The corn that, there, eating there, a house. There, the
1: corn popped on the road, and there's cops. Cops and pops. Boy, my kid loves pop? You know what's good So for what popcorn? are you talking about at this thing? Calm uh, on. what is a priority? What is a priority? And you know what I like about that talk? Uh, How do you prioritize things? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to take out all of the awesome Pixar stuff, unfortunately. I cried when I gave that talk at Pixar. Um... Because in the, uh, I, don't think, I don't think I can or should use the amount of Pixar stuff I have that I kind of got their special permission to use. Yeah. But um, just to give you the sense of this, you've heard this bit a million times, Dan, on the show. But the notion is that, you know, care and sacrifice, right? And so I used the example of uh, three characters from Pixar movies. And I illustrated that with screen grabs off of legally purchased copies. And, uh, you know, like, like, like Sully. Sully cares so much, you know, about Boo. That he sacrifices his entire career, you know, once he realizes what he was doing was harming her, right? So he he was he realized he cared about something different and he made a different kind of sacrifice, right? Eve, when she realizes how much Wally cares about her, then she really cares about him, and yeah, she sacrifices being a career gal, you know, to be a rogue robot. We well, don't you don't really know that she made that sacrifice. Sure, you do. Well, the thing she's is, in I think she's it works in out the in the situation. She's in a given
0: mm-hmm. scenario. You don't know what she did long term
2: hmm that's now, like now, saying
0: that's that's like saying while well, i was walking down the street piano fell i, I had to become a you know a witness in, and now i'm a witness hmm, it's
2: just witness. something that
0: happened to you
1: a witness yeah. so you're saying no book should ever end the end is a lie is that right
2: well Happily nothing ever, nothing ever ends.
1: <laughs> who believes that nothing ever ends now see today i would add in uh you know lightning mcqueen terrific example You know, you see a whole turnaround. You see a whole turnaround. Breaks my heart. I cried this morning when we watched it. We don't watch that every day. But if we'd watched it today, the part where where the king says, "Uh, don't you want to win? And he says, I think the king should finish his last race. And he pushes him a little bit and he says, I learned something from an old car that you know that trophy's just an empty cup. And Doc smiles a little bit and it all comes together. Mm -hmm. Then of course, the example that I used about thirty-five slides for was Sheriff Woody, you know, writing on the box and whatnot. That's I'm not gonna cry. combine that's a good looking site i like that corn just you know what guys i i, I don't i don't care if you live in uh, michael bloomfield or not just go look at the goddamn corn did you ever see breaking away i think that's in bloomington bloomington is that's not where david letterman is from david he went to ball ball, ball state i can't believe you can in, even name a college ball that's not even right but corn looks mad you still looking at it are you looking at it no okay <laughs> that was my follow-up big week
0: I don't understand how you can call that follow-up when neither of those things were things that we talked about in a previous show.
1: Oh, I can call it literally anything. <laughs> I could call it dancing corn. <laughs> I, I don't know. We, you know, neck thing, got a little bit of dancing corn. I still can't get it. I still can't get it. It's not... Somebody once said that Squidward... The thing is, my Squidward was mostly holding my nose. Right? So when I would do Squidward, I would mostly do, and here we're talking about, of course, John, the great John Siracusa. Uh When I was doing Squidward previously, I would just go, no, I haven't finished those errands yet. <clears throat> but then somebody on the Wikipedia pointed out that he actually sounds a lot like Jack Benny. And I think if you add a little bit of Jack Benny, <laughs> are you familiar with Jack Benny? Yeah. You know, Rochester, you know, kind of that, that sort of thing. Yeah. No, I haven't finished those errands yet. It's a little closer. A little more worris- worried
0: and worrisome.
1: But Patrick's pretty good, though.
2: Hey,
0: SpongeBob.
1: <clears throat> Can you do Good Patrick's week? sister? Good week. Patrick's sister, what does she look like? Oh, you haven't seen that one? Oh, if it's anything like Ms. Noodle, I'm all over that. Now you gotta check it out. You ever seen Ms. Noodle? Mm-hmm. God, she's cute. That's, uh, that's uh, Kristen Chenless. She's a singer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And she's cute enough to keep in your pocket all day long. Mm. Mm. Mrs. Noodle. Now, do you have a preference on Mr. Noodle? Or do you, see now Ben Trott, my friend Ben Trott, is extremely nice, nice guy, big on Python, does not like Mr. Noodle at all. We, we talk about this. Ben doesn't talk much, but when he does talk, he's very angry about Mr. Noodle. Now, how do you, where do you stand on the Mr. Noodle issue?
0: This is, uh, you know, he was an actor in a movie called My Blue Heaven.
1: The first Mr. Noodle, Bill Irwin.
2: Or the second no, Mr. The Noodle, second. the guy on the, the eating, second. Uh, the
0: first one is fine. The second one. <clears throat> The guy who passed. The second one didn't pass. Oh, he, he good not
1: passed. Yeah. Evening shade. Wait, what are you talking about? Wait, which one? Are you talking about Bill Irwin, the great and gifted mime who was featured in Popeye and got a MacArthur Genius Grant and lived in San Francisco with the long neck? That guy? That, the original, the canonical Mr. Newman? Well, I don't know if he's
0: the original or not. Is He, he is the original. Was he Michael, balding or Mike, no? Because I don't know the difference. I don't know the real name. Let me explain name.
1: this to you. There's a segment on El- Elmo, right? The Elmo's world, technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a section called Mr. Noodle. Yeah, I right? know
0: Mr. Noodle. I know I know he is, but there were two of them. And I don't I think don't you know do. which
1: one is the original and which one is not. I'm trying to explain that to you, Dan. Now, the thing is he goes over, he has some trouble with the window shade, he opens it up, and then there is a man called Mr. Noodle who has problems doing whatever the subject, the noun of that that episode is. Now, the first Mr. Noodle, to my knowledge, was was the great Bill Irwin. Google it. And he did get a MacArthur Genius grant. He's the only mime that anyone can tolerate. People act like they like Marcel more so more Marceau, you know? But that's not like acting like you like Metal Machines. Okay, I'm it.
0: talking about Bill Irwin. Okay. He was in My Blue Heaven.
1: Is that the one with uh, Steve Martin?
0: Steve Martin uh, playing essentially Henry Hill. Yeah, whoever. but like, didn't he
1: overdo the accent a little?
0: Well, I thought it was part of the shtick. Okay. And then he was, uh, this, this guy, Bill Irwin, was partnered with uh, Rick Moranis.
1: Isn't that his name? The guy from SCTV yeah, and, and they uh, the were, Ghostbusters. They can think, yeah. think it's Sigourney Weaver.
0: <laughs> and he was, they were partners. They were FBI agents together. We were partners. Hmm.
1: Hmm. Phil Irwin was either in Don't Worry, Be Happy, or You Can Call Me Ow. I forget which. He was uh, in Don't Worry, Be Happy. He was in Don't Worry, Be Happy. Okay. Then who was in You Can Call Me Ow? That was Chevy Chase? Chevy Chase. I think it was against Steely Dan. Now, the other Mr. Noodle uh, was a guy named, uh, oh my God. I have so so much wait a minute, so about. which, the, the Bill Irwin is not, he's alive? <sighs> there's Mr. Noodle, and then there's Mr. Noodle's brother, Mr. Noodle. Were you not aware of this? The no, guy with the I mustache. Don't, I don't watch is, this. Mr. Is, is, I think his name seems... Bill uh, Irwin's alive and well, thank you. Okay, with the other guy passed. 61, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, he looks good, and he's great, he's a great interview. No, uh, the cheater guy, he sounds like a wonderful guy, he passed. He passed a few years ago. Now, Mrs. Noodle, Ms. Noodle, Ms. Noodle is Kristen Chenoweth, and boy, Google the hell out of that. She, when she's on Prairie Home Companion, I almost never turn it off for a minute. <sighs> big week. So you got your phone, you got your Is Siri. Is what people
0: tune in for, do you think?
1: I think that's why they turn, tune into my uh, my other podcast. This one, the whole reason I started the other podcast was so that I wouldn't do exactly what I'm doing now. So obviously i am failed on at least three fronts, including math. Um, it's been a big week. Huge week, don't you think? Are you there? Yeah. Am I talking to Faith? Is she just hitting a button or something? No, she's here. She's uh, monitoring the levels on the show. Mm. Boy, I can't understand logic. I'm just going to hire Jim. I just can't understand it. Everything, everything I do, thing I do in logic sounds like somebody yelling through tissue paper.
2: You could probably there, there might be a factor. turn on
1: set wrong. I don't think it's supposed to do that. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Uh, did Faith get a phone? Of course, all employees received one.
1: That's what I. Re- that's
0: what I heard. Is she? Uh, she she got a one? white one.
1: Yeah, I think she likes it. Nice. Simpson got the girlfriend, too. Really? That doesn't surprise me. Really? I mean, pff, he, he would have got it uh, with, with, uh, in pink with a Tampax holder if he could. Yeah. Comes with a complimentary uh, Sex and the City DVD. Nothing wrong with that. It's been a huge week. Um, I had an idea now that we've done our follow-up and our Squidward advice. <laughs> Put all this in show notes. Yeah, it's been a good week for 5 by 5 too. You've had a bunch of great shows. This week? um sure no no i've I've listened to over the last
0: over the last seven days when you say week you mean over the last seven days
1: oh gosh is that what you mean it sounds like it sounds like the last third of every hypercritical this sounds like the part of the show when you start talking about whether one equals equals one and i'm i start like smelling burnt toast i love that part of the show i never understand what you're talking about everyone should listen to hypercritical just because it almost makes no sense Unless you're smart. If you're not smart, though, it's just fun. It's just fun to hear him talk. That guy's smart. You're talking you know about that? John Syracuse. John Syracuse, there's no Z in that. Did you know that? God, this corn is mad. He's just dancing and dancing. I think he broke a fence. Hmm. Um. Big, weak, white phone. Is she... Uh, I should probably just ask her. What, what, can, can we talk to her later? I'd like to have her visit now. We'll like talk about her white phone. Sure. If, okay. I have a lot to talk about. Uh, I, I mentioned this on my uh, web blog or blog this morning. My intention... What is that, Kung Fu? <clears throat> I can't remember. How do I find this? Kung yeah, Fu
0: Grip drawn. I found it.
1: Oh, okay. look at that. Um, sorry, I, I, I do hate <laughs> when I do that. I, I, don't, I don't put up sensitive things. Is it okay that <laughs> I do that? That's fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, and what's the phrase I coined? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. What's the title? What's the H1? Let's see. Going all Syracusa. Going all Syracusa. It was my intention to go all Syracusa on iCloud. And, and I, I've, I, like, so few things, rethought that just a little bit. I still want to talk about iCloud. Um, but, because uh, I think it's important. Um, and so that's kind of what I was thinking I'd like to do. Uh, are you on board with any of that? Yeah, all of I'm, it. I think it'd be great. You know, we're supposed to help people with stuff, but I... I, I I'd like to take a cut at some of this, if I may, because I got to be in my bonnet about some of it, and I think there's some very interesting stuff going on right here, uh, vis-a-vis Nokia's uh, place uh, in the landscape uh, year over year. <laughs> Sorry, wrong show. <laughs> i have a pie graph right here. I want to talk about iCloud. Okay, so let's first of all let's review that, like something, s- several things that are that are fairly unique. <laughs> Several amazing things have happened with Apple in the last week. I mean, when we say uh, you know good week, big week, because that's our catchphrase. I mean, seriously, if you think about what has happened since that announcement, however many Monday before last, is that right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Just think about think about everything that has happened between that day and even today. It's it's remarkable, right? I mean, to review, they had this uh, they had this uh, announcement deal. Where the Apple folks uh, got up there and really disappointed everybody with mm-hmm. probably the worst product launch before they even had a word product. Yeah, In the Paleolithic age they called them pre-products because they didn't have cash registers right. uh, or PayPal. So literally, literally, since we were hitting stones together to make jazz, this is literally the worst thing that ever happened. Was announcing all these things it disappointed everyone? Right? No, they came out and they said, "Here's what we're going to do." Pretty much what everybody said. All the predictions, which were very, very useful. Thank you, thank you, everybody, for all the predictions. It was great, great to know what you thought would happen the day before we found out what happened. But what do we find out? We we found out that uh, the iOS five was coming out. We found out the iCloud was coming out. What else? The 4S, I guess, would be the big announcement, right? Right. iOS but, five, the release of iOS five. iOS five, that's right. Um, and then when did when did was it? And then wasn't it the next day that Steve passed?
0: Yeah, it was the following
1: day. So the event was Tuesday, and uh, Steve passed away on Wednesday. I mean, how crazy is that? And I mean, in some ways, not to bust a gut again, but I mean, how awesome is it that like he at least you know, in some form or fashion, was around when that got you know announced? That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know? I think so. Yeah, and not to read too much into that, but um, and so when did all that stuff get pushed out? Was it like uh, you know, when they pushed all the stuff live with iOS and the 4S and all that? Was it, it was just like a few days later, right? Yeah, right.
0: I think on the so, the, uh, the 12th is when they when you could get iOS 5 in advance maybe a couple days of when the f- phones were out.
1: But like everybody who pisses and moans about Apple the ascendancy trying to nitpick everything that could conceivably ever go wrong with Apple and like oh man I I just don't know about uh this this change in leadership. <laughs> like if you're not impressed with that Cook fella like I don't know how to help you. Like, they managed to push out. Think about what was involved. I mean, you and me sitting around with like a pro- staging server and a production sa- server and hoping the GIFs don't break or in my case, bringing down 43 folders by changing one line in HD access. Yeah. Can, can, you know what I'm saying? Have you guys talked about this? You haven't talked about this much on any other shows. No, but just no. What, a, what, a, what an amazing thing it is that they could get all these devices, all that, this iOS on these devices, get the devices out, push all that stuff live, and then the part that like can't be missed in all of this before I begin my incredible amount of bitching is like how wildly interlocking all of these pieces are, right? You got to have Lion to use uh, the iCloud. Yep. The iCloud is this something that's happening out here with all of this you know, Disney magic and fairy dust. That hooks up with the iPhone. You got a bunch of people activating stuff. You got a bunch of people who are changing over. Think about just changing all the number of people probably who had to change from... Um, mobile me, you know, to, to me.com accounts. I mean, am I exaggerating this? It just seems extraordinary a lot that movement. there were so relatively few glitches in pushing out <laughs> what would, like five different amazing interlocking things at the same time. That's not one switch, that's a lot of people working in concert to make that work.
0: Yeah, I mean if you if when you think about it that way, it probably represents the biggest launch Apple's ever had, really.
1: I can't think think about that. What could have been
2: bigger?
1: Well, I can't think of another, you know, anything off the top of my head that would involve so many moving parts. I mean, like what? Like (laughs) D-Day. You know know what I mean? Like, we've got to synchronize our watches and make sure everybody uh, runs toward the machine guns at the same time. But like, seriously, I mean, I don't want to overstate this, but it needs to be overstated. (laughs) This is so much new stuff happening at the same time. And, you know... It's, yes, of course, there were there were problems with activation. Um, uh, I mean, I wonder how many of those were Apple's fault. Do we, do we know? I mean, do we know the source of the activation problems?
0: You know, I, I think the activation takes place, I could be wrong about this, but I think the activation is like 100% on a burden of the carrier. So AT&T or Verizon or whoever, I think it's their own networks and their own... Ability to handle Capac- like the capacity. traffic and and yeah. and handle the queue of activations as they go through. When when we activated ours here, it was later in the day because the phones didn't show up till later, and it was pretty much instantaneous. But uh, I I know that at around the same time, there were other people here in town who were on AT and T that were not were not being handled. I really don't think it has anything to do with Apple.
1: Well, I'm I'm trying to think who I whose anecdote made me think this. It might have been you in particular. Yeah, but but. So, so hearing the different anecdotes from people makes me think that I'll speculate that if Apple had their druthers, there would be almost nothing required to make the phone go. I don't think there's anything Apple loves about the the carrier restrictions, the carrier rules. You know, um, you know. I I ha, I uh, I've been looking at upgrading, and I had a non late iPhone bill. Like my the, I got a bill that was like two days old. And I went ahead and paid it because it was due, but yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't even like look at upgrades until I paid a not due bill. Mm. You follow? Yeah. Like I think that's the kind of thing where Apple's like, well, that's not really our policy. That's just one example. But in other words, I think I think uh, it's. It, it, I think if Apple, like so many things, the most obvious thing in the world, if Apple had their druthers, they do not want to rely on anybody. No, do For these kinds of things. So, anyhow, setting aside, I guess to get to the the theoretical topic, um, I. Um, I'm going to try not to bracket, and I'm going to try not to footnote too much. But the stuff I'm going to say here is nothing against Apple. It's nothing against you. Uh, if you're unhappy or happy about any part of this, I'm happy or unhappy for you, depending on how you feel. But this is—I'm just—I'm going to give my two cents on a few things um, that have to do, especially with iCloud and with iCloud's uh, what I perceive to be iCloud's place um, in this really rapidly evolving uh, ecosystem. And, and, and that's the part that, I, I mean, I don't know if this is exactly germane to, to what we talk about here. 5 by 5 is a Mac-ish place or an Apple-ish place, so mm-hmm. I feel comfortable talking about sure. it. But I, I think it ends up affecting things like your productivity. Um, Gribber linked to, uh, you know, your pal Daniel from the Flickr. He has that wonderful site, The Setup, where I have owed him a setup for, I think, five years now. I apologize,
0: Daniel. Daniel you're talking about Daniel Bogan, the Australian. Daniel Bogan. Is
1: that how you pronounce it, Daniel?
0: Yeah, the Australian.
1: And he has that great site, The Setup, where he uh, asks people what they're... You know, a basic set of questions about, you know, what they use. uses com Yeah. Thank you. Can you show me that?
2: Yeah.
1: And Gruber, uh, in his uh, typically uh, wonderfully understated way... I love the way he's very economical about quotes... Talk to the uh, the, uh, the cyber uh, cyberpunk guy. What's his name? Uh, William Gibson. Yeah, so so the William Gibson was on the setup. And this is a quote from... I'm reading here from Daring Fireball, but it's on Daniel's site. Uh, neither, quote, quoting, uh, "...neither hardware nor software excite me very much. After whatever brief and usually painful novelty has worn off, good interface design is as transparent as possible because I don't want to have to think about it. I just want to write... This is the key part. I just want to write or do whatever else I'm doing and not have to think about whatever I'm doing it on." And, um, as, uh, in the four minutes I I spent preparing for this, that that kept going through my head because that strikes me as Apple's theoretical goal in a lot of ways. Well, I don't know if it's the goal that's theoretical or the implementation is theoretical, but it strikes me that, that all the moves you see Apple making, if you want to see it in a nefarious way, which I certainly understand truly, unironically, I understand that, um, they, they want you to trust them to just have your stuff be there and to, as they say, just work. And don't you think in some ways, I mean, there are the aesthetic elements and the design elements of what, you know, simplicity, um, as Gruber, what's the phrase Gruber used? Humility in design? Mm. Yeah. Not, not, not humility in, you know, business approach and presentations, but a certain humility to design. But is that, in some ways, don't you think that's all in the service of creating exactly what Gibson's talking about? I'm putting words in your mouth, but doesn't that seem pretty no, close to what it Apple's does. trying to do? I can go there with you. But but don't you kind of feel that way? And I mean, and we all come at that from these different angles. <clears throat> Somebody like me or David Sparks, you know, has this Rube Goldberg system with with you know, more like Brett Terpstra on some level, probably like um, you know, all these uh, text files and how it gets moved around. Yeah. And yeah. You do a certain amount of fiddling, but you do that fiddling so that you eventually, when it is time to work, don't have to think about it, right? And I I think if you look at from a slightly higher level at the overriding at the overall functionality and integration between Lion, um, you know, Lion OS X, iOS 5, the devices, the, this myriad, uh, <laughs> potentially very confusing series of ways and means to sync things. I think what they're aiming for is an integrated experience where you don't have to worry if your thing is there. If you wanted your music to be there, your music should be there. If you want to open up a thing in Pages and start typing, you don't have to wonder where it is. You start typing. Start. Does that, is that, give me your opinion on that. Is that, is that close? Yeah, it's exactly right. But what do you think? I mean, don't just say yes. What, do you, what do you, What's your impression of where they're going with this? Because clearly this is a company with a vision. They don't do a lot of stuff just because they want to see what Q4 is going to look like. There seems to be a, an evolving vision based on the past and based on the current, and we wonder about the future, but where do you where do you think they're going with all of this? Well, you have to think that the success that they've had with the iOS platform, which is
0: a platform that, by nature, by definition, people are, are not faced with the challenge of figuring out where to save files, where to save things, where to put things. It just does it. And that clearly has worked in the iOS platform. It's worked in part and it's created in part out of necessity because... You don't want to deal with a file system. In general, and I think this has become Apple's belief, probably been their belief all along, as as people who perhaps they didn't invent, you could argue that Xerox and other people before Xerox probably invented the paradigm that we use as a desktop with, you know, a cursor and and moving a mouse and having files. I I
1: think, I'm sorry, Dan, I think that's actually Dave Weiner. He co-invented all of this. (laughs) He did
0: that. So before, you know, Weiner invented this stuff, Apple certainly was a pioneer in putting this in front of everybody. And I think that for the longest time, we've dealt with the file system in this way. Mm-hmm. And iOS says, don't worry about the files. Don't even think of files anymore. Think of things in terms of apps and maybe data. And we'll just take all this stuff away. We Don't, don't, don't worry about where you're going to keep things or if you save. Just launch an app and the stuff that you need is there. Other, And if you created it, it's there. Don't worry about where it is. This sort of flies in the face of, of people, you know, the geeks who, like you were saying, have this sort of Rube Goldberg style of, oh, well, I have a script and a service and a thing that moves it here, and if I drop this in a folder, it gets processed and copied and, and print job happens. I mean, all of this kind of stuff <laughs> is, I think... I can't, I can't run
1: my shell script on my iPod Touch anymore.
2: Right. What did you break?
0: Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. The, the, that way of handling things and dealing with things you know on, on the mac you've got automator so that's kind of an attempt to intelligently work and even apple script is is slowly going if not maybe not slowly going away so mm-hmm. you really have this move toward what is simplicity but the the i guess the cost of that simplicity which most people don't mind the simplicity but the cost of that simplicity is maybe taking away some of this ability to do the more complicated things and the, the more interesting things, perhaps. Uh, but, I, I mean, we were, you were talking to me about this, asking me if I've used a lot of uh, the iWork apps with iCloud, and I haven't really done very much with that yet. But I know that the, the idea of opening an app, knowing that things are just saved, I don't even have to, I can name them, but I don't have to worry about, like, where they are as long as I know these things are being synced and they're being synced reliably, they're being backed up somewhere reliably and I don't have to care where they are. I actually mm-hmm. do like that. I would, I would love to be able to open up a computer of any kind, whether it's an iOS device or a laptop or sit down in front of a desktop machine. All my stuff is just there. The apps I need are just there. I can save one. I can walk away an hour later. I can use a different computer and run a, uh, run the app on that computer. And my stuff is right where I la- like, I like that. I like not having to think or worry about this. the, Trust is required. Is is you you really 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 need to trust whatever entity is providing you with that? And I think part of this issue, uh, for for the Uber geeks who love the command line, is they don't maybe want to give maybe they don't want to give that trust away. I mean, I've seen so many hard drives fail, at running you know running large and small data centers and server rooms and building machines. I've seen so many hard drives fail over the years that the idea that I would trust a single hard drive with something is a a joke. And of course not, you know, of course I wouldn't trust the hard drive of whether it's an SSD drive or not in my laptop. Of course I'm not going to trust that. Why would I trust that? I feel like any, any data that I've created in between backups is already gone. It's already gone. That's how I feel about it. And it only takes once to lose everything before you really start taking that philosophy right right? so i think apple's trying to to take that uh, that concern away from people but they're doing it in a way that isn't you know for a lot of people it's great but for uh, maybe that small minority uh it's you know the square peg in the round hole yeah
1: i think that's I have a lot of, I want to respond to. It's all it's all good. Um, one question, just a quick side note. Yeah, go ahead, now, caller. W- thank you. A uh, uh, first time versioner. If if you're in <laughs> uh, whatever a modern lion style uh, lion app, yeah, and and you're doing the versioning, right. And and let's diary this for discussion at some point. The whole idea of of cleaving a certain kind of document to a certain app, because. I think that's a very interesting and somewhat worrisome idea, at least yeah. for me. But yeah. I get again, that's the whole point, right? But if you go into whatever, a uh, text edit or whatever and you're doing the say you know, you're doing the versioning and I mean like the first time that you saw there was no save as. Like mm. I still did that did that seem really weird. Seems strange, jarring. It, it still feels like completely it still feels completely odd to me. Um I, I'm still I don't even want to say getting used to it. The idea of saving something, I'm like, well, I save things as things all the time. I always have. That's still so hard for me to get used to. But like, for example, like, let's say, well, let's also stipulate, Dan, that like you have said numerous times that to the, if, tell me if this is your words, but to the extent possible, you run on the most stock setup that you can stand on a Mac, even though you're a nerd and you're installing into, uh, what, uh, user slash local, right? yeah. yeah. You is, is, do you pronounce that user? Yeah, that's very confusing. U S R. Hmm. But it, but like uh, setting aside something like that. But again, isn't that part of the? That, I guess that actually contributes to the point. Is that if you did change, if suddenly the version of Ruby or uh, Ruby that was running, um, the kind you know updated through software update, that wouldn't step on because of the way your path is. Right. You would not get stepped on, right? right. That still allows you to run a totally stock setup, and you treat what you're doing as an exception. But then, I should let you respond. But then, as, you, as I think you've said, you feel like in 20 minutes, you could be up and running from, you know, what, with, would you like from a clone or something? Like, if you went totally down, you could be straight back up because your setup is so stock. Oh,
0: even point. even without a clone, um, you know, with with most of the data saved on, you know, even Dropbox or something like that. Uh, right. You would be back up and running very, very quickly. And, and this doesn't... I remember I was posting... I, I tried this. Uh, do you use Mail app? Do you use that? Um, for part,
1: yes, but for practical purposes, no. I can explain that if you want, but no, not really. Well, the,
0: the, if, if you've, have you experimented with the one in line at all? No. It has uh, an updated interface, which I really like. Uh, and I found that dealing, dealing with, I guess you would say, a small volume of mail that is perhaps dozens of email messages, it works really, really great. It's great, uh, but if you deal with h- hundreds of emails every day, <laughs> uh, as some, some and may, perhaps many of us do, I found that the, the interface was not as useful for me for a number of reasons, so I, I gave it about I don't know when did, when did line come out since since line came out until about last week, mm-hmm. I left it in, in its default configuration. No, uh, no plugins, no nothing. No, I still don't use any plugins, but no. You don't uh, use like
1: mail tags? No, or mail I don't tag use tags?
0: anything. And sure. I, I, uh, I left it, so I left it as default config. And after all this time, I said, you know what, I, I really just, I keep missing the, I guess what it calls classic layout. Well, the, in under in, if you go to preferences in mail and there's a viewing and there's a little checkbox for use classic layout. And then you can also go in the view menu and uncheck organized by conversation and you essentially have the same mail app that you've had for the last few years and I I was by making that change I was able to very very quickly get through you know email it was much faster for me perhaps it was just a, a memory kind of a thing a muscle memory mental muscle memory kind of thing I don't know But mm-hmm. was able to just fly through email once I made that change back and I tweeted about it and people were like oh so much for not for running a stock system, there, Dan, you know, it, it's still a stock system if you make a couple, you know, one
1: or two preference changes. I'm talking about right, that's I, that's always been part of the Mac. Yeah. like if you want to, you can go into the fat bits and change the way your desktop looks. Right, but that's okay. But as far as like running stock,
0: like not not adding services, not adding tons of little tiny apps. Yeah, I mean, they really are stock as stock as possible. Like I can sit right. down on my wife's machine, make a brand new account run Dropbox to sync up some files and, like, I'm pretty much ready to go unless I
1: need to do Rails dev. Well, a couple, couple quick things, and to, then we should get back to the, to the primary thing. But you, but first of all, um, I think you are currently, think about the scroll direction. Like, yeah. sure, you can go in now and <clears throat> change the scroll direction, but I, I don't know what you would call it. Maybe the uh, the 12-month warning shot, however long it is. Apple tends to very quietly fire warning shots. I think, mm. ab- about things. Um, and sometimes that could be, well, you know, if you want the scroll wheel to work this way, go and change this way. <laughs> Have fun for yeah. now. Yeah, And I-, I think you are, with, with that interface change, <clears throat> you, are, you are under the 12-month warning shot. <laughs> and, and I think, uh, you know, I think Marco, our friend Marco, in his discussion on the last build and analyze, realizes that, you know, well, there's this larger pattern that we've talked about before, I, I think, um, which is that you're, I'm mean, going to talk about this with Gruber on his show, but you're, you really are, especially as a developer, and to almost as great an extent as a user, you do yourself a favor, <laughs> if you're going to be an Apple user, you need to really be an Apple user. I mean... That's not a value judgment. It's just true. Like, if you go the Apple way and listen to their cues, you are in the long run going to be better off. Now, boy, is that ever true for developers, right? I think, I imagine that, uh, you know, a lot of folks at Bare Bones are running around right now trying to figure out what to do, you know, without MobileMe. Right, because they they have this
0: great, great, great app called Yojimbo. Mm -hmm. And it has, for a very long time, the main way I think that most non-geeks were syncing their data was using mobile me and it had it was beautifully integrated you just like checked the box or clicked something and it just would sync i never synced that way i always synced with a uh uh with a with a with a uh, a sim link on the file system which is different than an alias and uh you you you
1: dot l n to l n space what, what, dash s but yeah. to what? what what is it you' were linking you to? would uh if on our web dev em- a web dev server or where was it Oh, just in, into
0: Dropbox. So what oh, you do is you, you, I do that.
1: You, I do that with my application. Library. Yeah, so
0: you, you okay? Sure. So you quit YoJimbo, and then you do uh, ln s, right. and you I think it's under like uh, your your home folder slash application support slash YoJimbo. You move that into Dropbox, and then you ln s that back mm-hmm. into where it was, and uh, and 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 that way it works just fine. So you can sync that way. But now, like. My mom's not going to be able to do that.
1: No, no. But My well, mom also, can definitely like, check it out now. With me, like, I think I think it was you that pointed this out. Now, Edit will do that for you. Edit will actually scoot that stuff around. Yeah, and the, scoots it. Edit ten will move that for you. Yeah, yeah. I, um, nice. Oh gosh. Nice. So to to. One password you, does does that too.
0: By the way, mm-hmm.
1: our well, friends. You, over you, there. You, you said something when you're talking about mail that gets gets me a little bit ahead of where I wanted to start. Um, but, Sorry. No. Nah. But um, I, I felt <laughs> the same way you did about mail.app in the sense of if you don't get a lot of mail, <clears throat> and especially if you don't get a lot of threaded mail, and especially if you don't do stuff with your mail, <laughs> yeah. mail.app is fine, right? I, I, I mean, I know chat room guys, like I know you love all this stuff. That's fine. That's great. We can just we can all have different opinions and we'll all still sleep fine. Um, for me, I felt the same way about mail.app and it's why I use Gmail because Gmail was, I think, they've said this, it was designed by people at Google for people at Google. It was designed for people who get a lot of email. And when I go into mail.app and start hitting JK and left bracket and right bracket and S and, uh, you know, exclamation point, let's just say what I expect to happen is not happening, right? Now, in that case, I am not the Mac user there. I am a, what, a descendant of, gosh, what, Pine, not not even mud, I guess more like pine is where those came from. But I mean, for me, that's that's just that's just how I roll. And and boy, to but to take what you're describing, which is like, well, if you get in mm, some amount of email and you just kind of flip it around, <laughs> not that because of value judgment, but boy, take that to the tenth power, and that's my problem with mail.app on the phone. I mean, even with what they've added in iOS five. I mean, I, I still can't flag stuff as spam. Right I've got stuff showing up in my important folder on Google, and yes, I'm using Google as my mail. I've never used Mobile me for mail. I'm not using iCloud for mail. Uh, you know I, that's I just don't have any of that stuff there and to answer your your previous question with my weird answer, I do run mail.app. I run it in the closest thing to a background process that I can. I've hidden the icon, I have hidden it uh, from the dock. I've done everything I can to hide it. Uh, because I just leave it running in the background on my Mac Pro to process incoming email that I want turned into stuff in OmniFocus. Because mm-hmm. currently OmniFocus, uh, the only way you can get stuff that I'm aware of, the only way you can get stuff from um, from email into OmniFocus, which is hugely helpful, is, uh, well, I, I don't know if I'm being clear about this. If, if I'm on my phone, right? <laughs> Mail.app does not have a bookmarklet or a send to functionality because mail.app is one of those swell apple islands where everything's happy and the coconuts fall off the tree, break in half, and you have wonderful milk. <laughs> I, 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 but, you know, I have a lot of stuff in email that should turn into a task. You have this thing called inbox zero that kind of relates to this. And so what I do is I, I mail that to this, you know, address. You know how this works in OmniFocus. Basically, if you mail it to a certain address, when you receive it in mail.app, a rule then processes it with AppleScript and turns it into a task. Right. It's a very clever thing. Several different apps have copied it um, to varying degrees of success, but it's a great thing. So yeah, I have mail.app running, checking once an hour, and it just sits in the background with the window closed, completely invisible. It's out of my light switch tabs, you know, my light switch switcher, so I never see it. But that's how I run mail.app. And just to have a slight entree into this theoretical topic, I think in the same way that mail.app is fine... <sighs> for handling a small amount of email, I think pages on iOS slash Lion, and it's a big slash,
2: mm-hmm.
1: is fine for a couple documents. I think iCloud Music Match is fine for a small amount of music. Um, I, I think I think there's a whole lot of stuff right now that is kind of fine for a small amount of stuff. And that's one thing that worries me a little bit. I don't want to say worries me a little bit. I want to I want to really distinguish between stuff that, as my friend uh, Adam Lissigore says, is just not for me versus stuff that I think is empirically a little bit problematic. Mm,
2: okay? Yeah. So and
1: I will try I will try to bracket those to the extent possible. Okay. I, some of the stuff is just gonna be me bitching. Um but <laughs> but but one of my you know one of my things that I do really wonder about for 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 what's going to happen next and how this stuff will continue to evolve, is is how is how this all of this stuff is going to handle having a lot of stuff that you trust to to be as you say, you know, like we've always wanted from a Mac to trust it, right? There's this what was that famous, uh, it's uh, Umberto Eco, mm-hmm. circa 1994, wrote a famous essay um, called. Something like uh, why I'm trying to see Google here. Why Apple is Catholic and PCs are Protestant, <laughs> and and I think that's really uh, you know it's an overstatement, but it's true. Like I think in particular you're talking about you know DOS, but you know Apple is a protest is a uh, is a very Catholic experience, right? We want that intermediation. We want an intermediated experience. And, and to your to your earlier point, yeah, at every step of the way, since Apple has come along, there have been plenty of really 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 smart people going either this simply won't work or this shouldn't work, you know? And in the beginning, they're saying, hey, look, you shouldn't shouldn't have to learn a bunch of commands to do stuff with a computer. You should be able to have this mouse. And the mouse isn't going to have three buttons, like the one we saw at Park. It's going to have this one button. And you know what I mean? At every step of the way, taking out, making decisions on your behalf, and then hopefully having the credibility in terms of design and implementation that you don't regret having trusted that to someone else. Fair? Very fair. Okay? And so... I, I'm on board with that, right? Um, we're talking. I'm talking because you guys are my friends, and I can, I can, we can talk about family business because you know that I'm in the family, right? I, I really like all of this stuff, and I'm really grateful for what it all does. Here's a few concerns and and a few bitches. Um, I think first of all, we got to look at this whole idea of what we mean by the cloud. I ran into a couple guys here in town uh, that were in town for uh, a, a, the big Oracle event. And I said, oh, gosh, do you guys get a lot of pressure from clients about the quote-unquote cloud? And they're like, yeah, well, like, what does that even mean? And I was like, exactly. I was like, you know, now cloud, cloud is such a buzzword. I mean, <laughs> you know, everything's in the cloud in some ways, right? You know, I mean, if it's, if it's, a, if it's a remote server, isn't that, how does that differ from the cloud? Like, what do, you, what do you mean by the cloud? Well, I think what we mean by the cloud started a few years back. I will, I haven't researched this, but I will just stipulate that for myself, my first experience with what I would now call a cloud application was Gmail. Gmail was the first thing that I used a lot where it didn't live on my computer. And it never, I mean, for a long time, it didn't even go on my computer. My whole experience of email before then was pop, which was, you know what, buddy, you get one crack at this. <laughs> Unless you've ticked off the leave on server option, which you don't want to do because your box will fill up. Um, yeah, I know iMap existed, but I think for most of us, you know, when we got that, don't you think? I mean, that was the first time where you said, wow, this really does work. I can get to my email from every computer. Anywhere I want. Yeah, and it doesn't just auto-destruct when I, once I've looked at it. That was, that was a really big deal. And then I, I, I mean, I'm not going to try and recount the whole history of this, but then especially in stuff like, you know, the 37Signals apps, right? You had to go, you had to go to a website to use their wonderful apps they're very apple like you know simple apps um and i think they folks like that were big proponents of that this idea that your information i think i think the cloud at the beginning meant that it doesn't live primarily on my computer uh, in fact I, I would go a little further and say that it doesn't it never really lives on my computer apart from a cache file that i never see right you know i mean and sure then that became things like yes now you can get your gmail in mail app but but you know, I remember back in the day, uh, I want to say 2000, gosh, even as late as like 2006, 2007, I remember standing in the yard at my mother-in-law's uh, house in uh, near Providence, Rhode Island, and I-, I couldn't get a signal and the cloud didn't exist. It was the first time where I sat there and went, you know what, the cloud is only there if if I have access to the cloud somehow. And my old sprint trio or whatever it was, was just not getting a signal. And it was the first time that it really, really, really sunk into me that <clears throat> as much as we are usually near Wi-Fi and we are usually connected to something, and especially if you're a nerd, you're sitting and pissing and moaning about how this is, is an edge case, yeah. uh, go to New Zealand. If you want to really understand the cloud in 2011, may I respectfully suggest that you go to New Zealand. Why? What's, what's going on there? Um... Without using, I had Dropbox turned off, I did not use YouTube, I did not use stuff, and I spent $600 on data in two weeks <laughs> Wow! in New Zealand. Now, any of our listeners who are not from the United States and don't have Wi-Fi coming out of the tap, or for that matter, if you're you know, not living in South Korea where you know, there's just all kinds of internet for really cheap, I think most people around the world will tell you that trying to push a lot of data and then repush a lot of data, and then sync the data. And then if you want to reset your photo stream, start all over again. <laughs> that stuff is not without a cost because it's not ubiquitous. And if it solely lives, if if the if, is it the cloud always wins? What was the famous quote? Like if you're counting on the canonical source of your data being this thing that you can't really touch or get your hands around somewhere in the sky, that has a ton of benefits, but it also has a ton of drawbacks. and And that is a big part of what worries me or concerns me a little bit about, about iCloud. you know, I, I, think, I think Apple learned a huge lesson with MobileMe, a lesson they didn't want to learn. I think they learned, back to your whole issue of trust, I think the huge problems that they had, particularly with iDisk, um, took a, made Apple take a big credibility hit. I don't know. Would you agree with that? I think so. I wasn't the only person who just stopped using, you know, iDisk. I, until recently, I, well, let me put it this way. for the last maybe three or four years, I have used iDisk for almost exactly one thing, which was syncing my OmniFocus file, which I now use the OmniFocus sync server for. But, you know, except in those cases where there was an app that said, hey, do you want to put this in at slash document slash something on mobile me? I just didn't use it. I certainly didn't use it for anything that I expected to update very often because it didn't work. Because to quote Michael Lopp, "Sync is hard. Sync is really hard." Right. So the the second wave of this cloud stuff was, hey, it doesn't just exist somewhere in the sky in some kind of a celestial vault. The big innovation then was, well, you know what? To make this really sane for most normal people that aren't just sshing into some cloud, uh, you do need to have that reside on. If not all, at least one of your boxes, and preferably all of your boxes. So I think the first shoe dropping for Apple was Mobile Me, and and you know there's that famous story. I I wish everybody who has personal knowledge of this meeting, of the, the I believe it was four Infinite Loop meeting, where the very 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 frail Steve Jobs stood up and, yeah. <laughs> and said, "Can anybody tell me here what Mobile Me is supposed to do?" And I think the exact line, line in, his, in his response to that was, "Then why the f is it not doing?" That? The other shoe I think and Apple will never acknowledge this is Dropbox. Dropbox is to use a douche term disruptive. It is absolutely disruptive. Um and it is it is disruptive in the sense of being platform agnostic, it is disruptive in the sense of being as close to transparent as most services can get and in a way that should freak the crap out of Apple, it is disruptive in the sense that it creates a a uh, folder in your, in, you know, a directory, in your home, home folder, it's indistinguishable from the documents folder except that it works and does stuff and puts it in different places. And so, you know, I think, I think in the run-up to iCloud, I think that's what they faced. I think they have faced the, the understanding that if they are going to be the hub for this stuff, I mean, God knows, back on MacBreak, MacBreak Weekly in like 1965, I was saying, why in the hell isn't all of your iTunes stuff hosted somewhere? Like, why Why would you, you know, like, Leo have to, kept having to talk about, you know, he'd always talk about having to go, like, call Apple support to have devices deactivated. Right, I so remember that, that, he, that yeah. He, and, there right? was like, and there were, like,
0: rules around it. Like, you could only, I mean, uh, having a limited it, number of devices, it, that makes sense, right? And, but...
1: It makes sense from from a dealing with EMI stuff. Yeah, like an
0: EMI, DRM kind of a thing. But uh, there was a period of time where you couldn't, like, y- you you couldn't get into your own account to deactivate devices or deauthorized devices like so for example let's say you had a mac and Mm -mm. you said hey mom do you want this old mac i'm getting a new one and she said oh i'd love to have your old mac he said great and he formatted it and installed a legitimate copy of the os that you bought for it and shipped it out to her and then you said, oh crap i forgot to do let's say you went and created a new
1: user account for her and your user account sat there doing nothing with your apple id on it right but it had never talked back am i correct it had never talked back to the itunes um <laughs> celestial server about saying, hey, don't use me anymore. So it's almost like you've lost access to an email account where you need to get a password. You don't have a way to deactivate that now. Yep. And so so you and then of course there's those stories you hear, I think who's talked about this? Was it Will Shipley? I forget. But people saying like, hey, you know, if you ask real, real nice and you cry and you beg, like you'll get one shot to get your music back. Like, if you have a catastrophic thing and you have the the Syracuse scenario where you lose everything, mm. you get the one shot. Anyway, my point in all of this is that, like, for a long time, I've wondered, like, why don't they try to tackle this problem? Setting aside that sync is hard, uh, it's something that a lot of people have wanted. And it's clearly something that everybody knew would benefit Apple. It would benefit Apple. The fact that I can now, I've been always on the iOS 5 thing for a while. It's been killing me not to talk about it. But that that ability to pull back, like TV shows, I forgot I bought it's fantastic that I can do that now. Yeah, uh, they're all and, 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 and like you and uh, Jim
0: was telling me he bought uh, was it the Firefly or some one of one of the sci-fi shows from a number of years ago. He had bought it and uh, now when he went to re-download them, they came down as HD, the HD versions. He just got them; they were they were free. He'd already bought it, and now he gets the higher quality version. I guess they were you know four by three
1: back when he bought them unquestionably great. Yeah. I mean, l- let's just go ahead and just, you know, this is a very complimentary bitch session so far, but after this, let's do a sponsor. But, but let me just reel off a few things that are pretty amazing. Like it is pretty amazing that all your stuff is there and you can get to it. Right. Right. And I, I paid for the um, iTunes match. Um, oh, how's that working? Don't love it. I'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, we'll
0: get to do that after. So but we gotta, it's great we gotta, that
1: we, like, it, it is like it. all my stuff is out there somewhere. Um, that's awesome. And it's great that I can re-download Spongebob if I'm somewhere else, right? That that all is great. Let me just say like one, like a, a, something Marco mentioned a while back that I think everybody should make sure they know. I know this is like, it's not Marco that invented this, but you may wonder when you do a backup and please do make sure you're backing up your iOS devices to your Mac. Like really, really do that. Like the iCloud's fine, but like, <clears throat> you know, I, I can't tell you how many people, what, what are those numbers you hear about the number of people who had never backed up had never no, like retethered. Scary. it's it's like i think i'm like a majority right of people who had never retethered their iphone after uh hooking up anyway all i'm saying is that's the way you get a backup yes icloud is changing that but the point is you can't do the icloud backups well until you've done a real backup on your phone uh, i'm sorry on your on your box but but the point is um in the midst of, uh, I think this is not covered. Let's just say I've had to do a lot of restores of a lot of things in the last couple months, and uh, I had bricked, accidentally bricked my first gen, well, quote unquote, bricked my first generation um, iPad. I think because probably a three-year-old pulled out the plug during a update or something. The point is, I got the thing where you get the, you know. The, uh, the Apple comes up and then you get that white, like quote unquote progress bar that doesn't pro- progress. And so I had I had to do a, a super hard <laughs> restore, which if you don't know how to do it is power down, unplug, power up on the, uh, you know, wake switch while you're doing that, hold down the home button and then plug it through the USB into your Mac and it goes into restore mode so you can restore. So I did this two days ago, right? I, I said, you know what? I want to have this thing as a family iPad. I'm going to syracuse this thing. And so I did. I did the uh, I, I did the whole restore thing, and, and then I got braced myself for what a pain in the ass this was going to be. And I said, okay, you've got an iPad in restore mode. Uh, what do you want to do? And I said, what the heck? You know, restore it to the factory settings. And it did. And I figured there's no way this is going to work because it had like uh, probably iOS beta maybe three on it and I thought there's no way you know how it is with this stuff right this voodoo that that this would work it brought it back up and said okay do you want to restore and I said okay let's just for fun see what happens if I say restore from my iPad 2 because it gave me the option of I thought oh this has got to be an Apple error do you want to restore from your iPhone 4 or do you want to restore from the iPad 2 and you want to know what it restored the iPad, a different iPad from my iPad 2 backup from the cloud. Okay? I mean, I know that was a long story, but are yeah. you getting what happened? Yeah, That's insane. And one reason I was able to do that, well, let me just come back to the, the pseudo original point, which is if you are doing the backups and please do these backups, yes, encrypt your backup. Because what, I don't know why you, they don't make you do this. But, as and I learned this from Marco, if you are encrypting your backups, that means your data and your passwords and all of your stuff is also getting backed up. Otherwise, it's just like remembering what apps are on there. And you're, you're going to have to go and re-enter all of that. But it, it is really a little bit like magic to, to, to turn on uh, or return on a device and just have all that stuff pulled down. Like, how is that anything but a giant success that that works? Do you know what I mean? Are you still there? I, I'm following you. I mean, I'm... What can I say? I, no, I think that's amazing. Um, I think it was all I could do not to talk about this when I pushed this out. Uh, two things on iOS 5. The um, software updates built into the phone. Oh, my God. How is that not the best thing ever? You, you can update your phone software. Just plug I know, it in. Just plug it just, into the wall. Yeah, Give it banks. Exactly. Make sure it has power. You're done. Yep. Boom. Done. It'll do it for you. Don't need and, a computer. The the I the, And then you know, like once you have gotten backed up, and I know all you nerds are going, oh, what's the big deal? I do this all the time. Believe me, lots of people in your families with iPhones are not doing this. They are not backing up. When they want to upgrade to iOS 5, it's going to be a world of pain for them. Just trust me on this. <laughs> I have a device in my house right now that I'm really dreading updating. Let's put it that way. But um, also the, um, the iTunes uh, Wi-Fi sync. Fantastic. It's great. I love it.
0: I haven't tried it yet.
1: Oh, oh! It's it's terrific! It's fast, terrific!
0: Nice and fast.
1: It is. Let's it is. do the
0: sponsor, and then I want to hear what you don't like about the iTunes Match in more in more detail.
1: iCloud yeah. Restore. Oh, you know what? I'll say oh, the last sponsor, thing, I, man. Let's do it. I know. The Last thing is, I like the uh, I like the fact that it downloads to all your machines when you buy something. I think mean, that's totally great. Not having to like do your apps, the app syncing, the book syncing, the books have done it for a while. But you know what I mean. Last piece on the on the yay, I love this stuff. How great is it that when I go and buy Wally, uh, it shows up in different places now. Or for that matter, when I when I go where I just buy, I bought uh, bought a new copy of Neil Young's Decade, and it just showed up everywhere. So, kudos on all of those things. Those are all very good things. You know what I love? What do you love? I love text expander. By smile on my Mac, and and I have an iOS five Bangle here. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Do you ever use that uh, text expander? I have
0: have it running right now. Yeah, it's one of the few apps that I install on my system without even seeing if I need it. Remember we talked about when you, mm-hmm. when I upgrade a machine. I try to see what apps I really need. I don't install anything until this is one that I, I just instantaneously. So I gotta, I know I gotta have that. I can't even, I can't even send an email without that.
1: Yeah. I, I feel the same way. I mean, for me, that's, there's probably not, I mean, I'm way more, gosh, my poor, I can, I can barely fit stuff into my menu bar anymore. It's so full of junk, but there are, there are a few things I would say, I would say Dropbox and Quicksilver and uh text expander. I mean, text expander at the heart of it it's a uh, what would you call it a text shortcut app so you you type in a few letters and then it types in a whole lot more letters uh you can do all kinds of stuff you can basically save an infinite number not infinite there's really no such thing as infinite is there but a lot of great little things. I have done, I have done all kinds of little shortcuts, uh, for creating things like embed codes. If I type EMMG, it pops in my, uh, email address. Um, the first way I heard people love text expander was for email signatures. Cause you, then you don't have to, you can have them wherever you want. Um, I've mentioned these before. Some of my favorites, like my phone number is just my phone. I type my phone and it goes, bloop, and then those whatever, uh, 11 digits. I use the one too. Yeah. Um, all just appear. Boom. It's, it's, it's brilliant. Boom. Somebody says, hey, uh, I want to send you some. What's your work address? Boom. Yep. 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 Dime. And when, when you're using it um, on your Mac, um, there's some extra stuff you can do on your Mac that, that will not... Well, first of all, we should state the thing that's not being stated here, which is uh, if you're like me and you are a nerd, you can sync all of your text expander snippets between all of your boxes. So all of my Macs. All have the same text expander stuff, all sync through Dropbox. That just happens. But you can also sync it with your iOS device, and that's a round-trip sync. So anything, if you do create a new um, text expander snippet on your phone, uh, it'll work on all your boxes at home. Uh, text Expander is supported by so many of the apps that I love, right? I mean stuff like all my text editors. I, I, if I open up, the first thing I do when I use a new text app on, a, on a iOS, I open it up, I type in FDate which is a Unix state stamp. Uh, and if FD8 doesn't, if it, if it doesn't go bloop, if it just says FDATE, I close the app. <laughs> I don't use it anymore. Uh, it's, 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 it's not supported in every app, which is a shame. But here's the interesting thing. Now, in iOS 5, they have introduced shortcuts. If you go into settings and you go into, I believe, keyboard, you'll see where you can go in and you can enter these little shortcuts. And I got to tell you, I mean, smile or otherwise, these things are fantastic. They're great. They're system wide, right? And you're thinking to yourself, oh, this is really going to eat, eat smile on my max lunch, right? Well, don't worry too much. (laughs) They are super cool. I have created one for my email address. I have created one where I hit the letter C. Now again, here I'm talking about the iOS five version of this. I hit the letter C three times and it says, um, I'm coming up, you know, which I, I, I send via text to my wife to say, I'm coming up to the house. But here's the thing. Uh, you can't have line breaks in those; they do not sync between your devices. There's all kinds of ways in in the wonderfully Apple-like way where the iOS five version of this is a great first cut that will help you a lot. But believe me, my friend, it is not going to replace Text Expander. Uh, Text Expander, the fact that it syncs between all of your boxes and you get that wherever you go. How about this, Dan? I mean. You know you can do stuff like the uh, uh you can do stuff like date math, right? You, you can enter in stuff like one day ago and you can make a snippet that'll put that date in. Um you can do stuff that'll run I want to say AppleScript. I I don't do a lot of this myself, but I, I believe you can run I think I've got some I want to say even in Perl, but that's probably not true. But I believe you can run um When you go and create these, you can say, is this going to be plain text? Yep, yep, yep. When you go in and create a snippet, that's right, I have done this. You can select whether the content that will be output is, whether you're doing plain text, formatted text, right? So you could drop in uh, some pretty picture of yourself. Is this thing AppleScript or should I execute a shell script? So you could type something. Dan, you love stuff like this with all your crazy hosted servers. I do love that. You can have it run a shell script when you just type a few letters. It's it would be just like adding it to your bash profile,
0: except it stays with you on your computer wherever machine you're on, without having to move .dot bashrc files everywhere you go.
1: Right. If you're going to run like you know Rsync or Unison, and I've done it, <laughs> I've. Did you ever use Unison? Unison's kind of like a little sexy dub Rsync. I've always said Unison. Unison. And I think that's that uh, thing when you're trying to get to sleep. Take Unison. <laughs> thing is I think you're right. Um, you know what, you guys? Uh, shut up and trust me on this. <laughs> this is just about the best thing ever. And there are, uh, you can't swing a dead cat in this town without hitting somebody uh, who swears by this. Everybody I know and trust uses this. Swing. Out. Hold on a second. Yes. Swing. Swing. A dead cat. Dead cat. And you hit a fan.
0: This is funny. That's like your old Dr. Philisms. Whatever happened to those? Here's Man, the thing you used Diane. to do used to do a lot of those dr
1: philisms and they're all they're gone now here's the thing, Dan if you're going to pet a dead cat, you can't expect it to rub against your leg okay <laughs> You're right. I forgot about those you you uh dubbed them uh, dr. Philisms. um you know uh I should probably just go into all kinds of nerdy detail about this, but um we'll leave that for the next one. All I want you to know is that you need to be using this app uh, um it helps that they give us money and stuff, but I've been using this app for years and I I would just feel like a big dumb jerk if I didn't have it. I use it all the time. And here's the great thing, Dan. My, you know, Our concern in the past has been that they would not do things for our audience. Right. They don't, well, it's, it's almost like they don't care. It's they just they literally fold their arms and turn their back. Mm-hmm. A, they have a shortcut for that. You hit <laughs> <Right>. T back. <laughs> right. Boop. The whole company all at once just... Spins <laughs> you have saved 750,000 keystrokes <laughs> and 11 friends. Yeah. but Here's the thing. You go to smilesoftware.com slash B2W, B numeral 2W, and you will get 20% off of your purchases from the Smile site. You can get the text expander. You can get the PDF Pen Pro, which I love. Don't get David Sparks started on that stuff. He'll go. Oh, he... Go, go little nuts on that. Uh, Disc label, any of their wonderful things. Uh, the coupon code for this is B2W811. Oh, now see now, it says here it expired September 30th. I bet, is Gene in the in uh, in the in the jackal room? Can you tell? Gene, I don't know. Let me see if Gene's in there. Yeah. We'll double check on that. But uh, in any case, definitely go to smellsoftware.com slash B2W. I'm pretty sure we can get that. I, I bet you that code will still work.
0: They're saying it right now. Poop. Poop in the chat room. This is <laughs> the Person's, uh,
1: is that a username, Dan?
0: Usernames poop says you don't filter, it, it, you don't it filter this stuff at all, do you? I don't control the cha- the jackals in the chat room. Okay. What would it say? Gene, sorry, Gene, I, Gene but, says, "Is there?" Mm-hmm. Says, "Nope." I just extended it.
1: Oh gosh, darn it! Cha-ching! Oh ka-chow. Yeah. Okay. Smallsoftware.com/b2w. You know these segments are long, and it's because these people are good and they're long. That's what she said. And ter- mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been like five shows. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Sometimes, you know, it's like Clemenza says, you got to have a war every few years. Uh, go to the mattresses. Sorry, Sorry Syracuse. Uh, go get this. It is great. And, you know, this is nothing to slag. I'm going to do plenty of slag on an Apple in a minute. This is nothing to slag the iOS 5 stuff. I love it. It's great to have that stuff everywhere. But the first time I went in and I thought, like, oh, maybe I can do some of my text expander stuff. And I tried to add stuff with line breaks and... bam. This is Apple. Stop trying to do that. <laughs> Listen, this PDF pen though. We didn't even talk oh, about
0: well, that.
1: Yeah, you, you, you got to talk that. about that. i may have do, to. Get, i may have
0: to to uh, talk about that one next time.
1: Okay, but the the PDF pen is great because you know you you got to deal with all those professional service people. You know you got the you get the uh, you got things you got to sign. You got things you got to do. And uh, this ain't no preview dead app. Uh, <laughs> It's really tricked out. <laughs> Go check it out. Smilesoftware.com. Obviously, I hate Apple. Can you use
0: um, B2W for any of these? I beg pardon? You can use it for any of these. Not just, I mean, we're going to re-emphasize it. Would that. you? <laughs> Not just text expand.
1: You know what? I'm officially retiring fake Bob Odenkirk, fake uh, infomercial voice as of today. That is the last time I will ever do it. Except to say this, touch the pan. That's the last time I'll say it. Uh, thank you very much uh, to Smile. One last time, smilesoftware.com slash B2W. We Love will put that. it in the notes that our show. And uh, we thank them very much for supporting 5 by 5 and back to work. Dun, 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 dun. Love that company. Love that gene. That gene, she's ubiquitous. So smart. But isn't it funny that you got things like your dot profile, right? At the same time, that, that uh, it, there's this funny, funny thing. There's this giant middle ground between the nerds and the normals where, like, oh, I want this thing to work a certain way, and there's people like you know, like me that are doing all these Rube Goldberg things. But I'll, I'll never forget, I was at uh, eTech, and I just met uh, Nelson Miner, this, this pal of mine he used to work at Google. And uh, I was sitting behind him, and he had a little, I want to say a Mac, although It seems hard to believe. It must have been a PC. I like, was probably like a ThinkPad or something. And he's just going... And i'm like, and i was like i was like what 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 do you um uh what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm just uh, SS, SS, SSH'd into my server and I'm just, you know, doing some stuff, right? I mean, because that's the thing. You get your, he's got his Emacs. Like he wrote a bunch of those like famous .el's that people use. I think he, not the outliner one, but he's written a bunch of bunch of them. But he's like one of those giant Emacs nerds. But he's got his profile, right? Every box he goes on, that, that's that's like his, I don't want to say that's his text expander or that's his Quicksilver. But isn't that kind of the thing? If, if you're a nerd, is you go in, you get your .profile, or you know, in Emacs, I guess that's probably something a lot longer that hurts your hands to say. But that's the key, right? You go there and you got your whole system with you. you you got your, you got your path. you got your aliases. Isn't that correct? That is correct. So you just go do an MV mm-hmm. to go move this over to there. Yeah. And then what do you do? You do the, uh, the something move. slash profile to make it reload. What is that? What do you have to do that? What is that?
0: Uh, prof- profile. So you, no. could, you can do dot .space. And then the name of the file that you wish to reload, like .profile, for example. Or you can type source, the word source, S-U-R-C-E, space. Source
1: tilde slash dot .profile. Yeah, that will work, too. Uh, I'm extremely... You should have seen what I did with that HT access, Dan. It was bad. My whole site was down. I couldn't find anything. Oof. Oof. But isn't that funny? that, that, that That's really not so different in some ways. If you're sshing into a server where you've got, you can use your own profile... You know, you get the root access Do your own profile. In some ways, isn't that kind of like the dream of, of what Apple is trying to do, except in a much more clean and mediated way? That's what they want to do. They want iCloud, I think, to, to try and sum some of this up, they want iCloud to be this thing where your first run, and let's just say the first run on a device now is pretty great. Like you go in, you hit some stuff, and things just start working, right? I mean, in some ways, I feel like there's never been a better time, no, I don't want to overstate this, it's a pretty good time to be a first time Apple user. Mm -hmm. Because if you just go in and type in some stuff, you're going to be using your stuff pretty soon. It's pretty great. If anything, I think it's hardest on us power users, right? The people who are not brand new and the people who are not wizards, the people in between, because we're the ones who are struggling to keep the Rube Goldberg stuff sewn together, right? And, uh, and 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 maybe that's where I'm running. Is running it that you is. feel?
0: Do you feel like you're resisting the change, or, or do you well, just do you just want to do it a certain way? And you feel that computers are the a tool, and tools should. It's like if somebody said, "Well, you can't hammer this way anymore." I get a hammer to the side. That's how well, we use hammers now.
1: It's 2011. I I the thing is, Dan in. Inside of the Apple world, this might sound like I'm trying to be contrary, inside the rest of the entire world, I'm the biggest, dumbest fanboy ever because I'm on board with all this stuff. I've dropped the dough on this stuff. I am behind this, and I am behind the vision, to to summarize in, in, in two hopefully short bullets what I've been trying to say so far. First of all, I think the vision for this, for what Apple is trying to do, as always, is pretty great. Like, you know, if you don't love their business goals and their philosophy, I totally understand. But I'm just telling you, as a user, I really do feel like stuff keeps getting better. The devices keep getting better. The platform keeps getting better. Um, the the uh, the OSs keep improving. Like, it just really does keep getting better and better and better and more and more integrated. With each integration and each Catholicization of the experience, yes, we, we end up giving up a little bit. But I got to tell you, I am almost all the time both aware of and okay with what I'm giving up. And if I'm not okay with it, I can often find a way to hack around it, right? Let's be honest. Hacking an Apple TV is not that hard and it's kind of worth it. I know you don't think that, <laughs> but it's not that hard to do and no. you can do a lot more with it. That's the kind of device where, I, where like, okay, it's cute as a vending machine, but it's pretty powerful when I can run Pandora. So like that's, that's something I'm willing to go off the reservation on but but now I'm just starting to get the itch a little right I don't want to sound like that that Apple's trying to ruin everything guy but in the same way that mail.app is starting to feel more and more like something f- for people who aren't serious about email <laughs> this is my this is my thing this morning I'm sitting there I've been so I thought okay I got the iOS 5 going I got the iCloud up to be honest with you I started completely over. I turned off every account on every machine, very similar to what I think Dan Morin once called the nuclear reset. Remember when MobileMe would would get up? The only way, there was this incredibly complicated rain dance you had to do of turning off everything in every machine and deleting. It was, it was almost, you know what I mean? Do you remember this? Did you ever have to do the nuclear reset with MobileMe? I don't think I ever relied on it or cared about it that much to do any kind brutal. of. Brutal. It was brutal. You had to log out of every machine. You had to delete something under I want to say like application library. You had to delete the, all these folders. You had to make sure all the keys were out of all of the locks at the same time. <laughs> um, and that's and I, I didn't have to do that, but I chose to do that. I chose to just go back. I've had two Apple IDs all the whole time I've been on this beta. It's been making me lose my mind, and I finally said, "Okay, I've got my old Apple ID." that I'm going to decide, uh, I think a la Syracusa, I'm going to decide that my old Apple ID, which I brought over from a mobile me when I got on the beta. Okay, so we'll call that Apple ID 1 from now on is going to be all about media and family. And like, you know what I mean? Like it's going to be books and movies and music. And like, I'm okay with everybody using that. Yeah. And then I've got the new one. Let me Let me change what I said. Apple ID 2 is the one I had to make fresh for the beta testing because the the idea was i'm sorry this is so turgid but you weren't allowed to use what used to be a mobile me account on ios 5 it was incredibly confusing and you couldn't talk about it (laughs) even smart people are a little confused by the apple id stuff gang so just for what it's worth so now i've decided that new one is going to be for my stuff my documents, my syncing, my backups, my, all my stuff. And so that's what I've done. I started re- rebuilding from that. So I took out everything on all my devices. I got rid of the Gmail exchange syncing. I got rid of the straight Gmail syncing. I got rid of the mobile me. I got rid of all of those things and I started fresh and I said, okay, I'm going to enter in the new second, you know, I'm going to make that my canonical version of who I am <laughs> according to Apple and rebuild from there, right? Start out simple. Okay, so good. I got that going. That's happening. It's going everywhere. Things are sinking. And for the love of Christ, are things ever flying all over the place, right? This is the beauty of the cloud, right? You got your photo stream. My photo stream at this point, I think has a 1,100 items. So now <laughs> I've got 1,100 items sinking. Now, before you yell at me about whether I'm doing it right, just hear me out. So I've been using this for a while. I love the idea of the photo stream. Uh, and now I've got photo stream trying to sink Well, first of all, the developer preview of iPhoto stopped working, so I (laughs) had to pull out all those photos. That's my own fault. But two iPads, an iPhone, and two computers are all trying to crunch on 1,100 photos. Fine. Not a problem. For a while, I said, you know what? Let's try the uh, iTunes match thing. Fine. So now I got those devices going. So now I've got, for a while, I had the sync going, where all of my iOS devices were nightly syncing with my um, my main box, right, over Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. which, again, is awesome. That's all great. And then I decided to try the iTunes Match stuff until I discovered that we couldn't listen to Toy Story in the car because it actually lived in the cloud now. And I, while I was out, I would have to go and download it. Okay, fine. That's what the cloud means now. It's not streaming, but, right, that's the thing about the, that was not clear to me about the, the, the iTunes Match stuff is it, it really mostly lives somewhere else now, and then you've got to re-download it if you want it, w- which I can see being valuable to people, except when somebody wants to hear we belong together, and I say, honey, we can't, we're not on Wi-Fi right now. Because you have to be on Wi-Fi to re-download that. Okay, bad on me. So what do I do now? I go back to syncing 30 gigs of music to that, or I just start downloading stuff when I have a second. Again, what do I use to do that downloading? Right? Do I, do I plug in the Ethernet? No. I'm using Wi-Fi. I'm using Wi-Fi in most cases to do all of that photo stream syncing. I am using Wi-Fi to do all of the... Let's talk a little bit about the variety of syncing here. Now, iCloud, as if it isn't confusing enough already, iCloud syncs your settings and it syncs your data slash content. Is that a fair distinction? Yes. You go into the iCloud setting in iOS 5 and you're going to see a whole bunch of little... Uh, flip switches, the equivalent, I guess, of a, not a radio button. Like, If you wanted to, it will sync the good reader content and settings, essentially, for this device to the cloud, okay? It will sync your settings. It'll sync all of your photos for this device to the cloud, right? It's all different for each one. So when you've got settings, when you're doing that version of syncing from the iCloud <laughs> it's doing the settings. It, that is not the data. Yeah. In the case of Goodreader, I think it kind of is. I think they're doing that cheating, that, uh, not cheating, but you know, the thing was talking about where you got to watch your ass. I think it's using caches. Is that right? Cache's clay. The cache is clay. That's right. Yeah. He, he later became uh, Kareem Abdul-Muhammad. <laughs> Let me start over. Um, so so okay now now you're not confused right that makes sense sure makes sense, okay sure. it's syncing my photos it's it's syncing my settings for what uh, radio tune in or whatever but wait a minute that's not the same thing as syncing your documents from pages and it's not the same thing as syncing uh, you know insta instacast syncs now which is cool uh great implementation i have to say this is a separate thing now if you want insta, instacast can remember a la Instapaper, like where you were, like what you've listened to, what order your podcasts are in. But this is separate from that settings thing. Now, your settings, as I understand it, sync to iCloud per device, which is different from the way your apps on iOS will sync the content a la documents. Does that is that accurate so far? Correct. So, so if I go into Pages on my iPad, and I created, and I did this yesterday, because I thought, oh boy, this is the future. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go do this. I go and I create a new document called um, iPad Pages Test, and I type in some lorem ipsum, and I say, okay, great. And then there it is. And I go over to my, and I've enabled that, right? You have to go in. Now you got to go in per app and enable that. If it's an icloud enableable content-enable thing, you do that per app on each iOS device. Again, no problem, right? I go to my iPhone, I say... Go do that as well. Do the syncing. I create iPhone test document. And then at first, nothing seemed to happen. And I was like, hmm, it looks like when I go into the settings, it looks like the same amount of data is taken up on both of these, which, you know, for obvious reasons, implies that it's there. But then it didn't appear in the app until I opened the app. Okay? I haven't spent a huge amount of time on this, but that seems weird to me. So, in well, other so At words, least d- it's not the behavior you were necessarily expecting. If I save that, if I have iCloud enabled and I said, go do this with my stuff, I expect that a la versioning and so forth, right? A la versioning, I think that's, I expect, I'm the dumb user, right? I think that's going to be taken care of for me. In my very, very short experiment with this, on my iPad and my iPhone, the documents in Keynote and Pages and Numbers showed up from the other device, but they did not show up. There was a pause before it showed up, and they did not show up until after I launched the app. So, I need to go test this on a plane, or was stuff turned off? But my gut is, I mean, will that stuff show up? If, do I need to have launched it with Wi-Fi access in order for it to show up? I, I need to test that. Um... That's certainly the case with things like Instapaper, with Reader, with any of those. I'm, fi- I'm used to that in the past, right? In the past, I understood that if I wanted all of my text editors to suck down all of my text files before I went into the tunnel on Uni, I was going to have to open each one, right? Use my myFi card, and it would pull all that stuff down. I'm used to that. I want that behavior with iCloud to feel a little bit more baked in. Right? I want it to feel like when I do this thing on my iOS device, it's all taken care of. Now, maybe it is, but here's another thing. Have you noticed the delta between when your iOS stuff is getting backed up? I've checked on three devices and often been very surprised that one of them hasn't updated for a couple days. Hmm. Another one is updated a few minutes ago and so on. Okay, again, bad on me, right? I got to go plug in. I got to go do the rain dance. All I'm saying is, I don't get that with Dropbox. <laughs> if Dropbox is open, it is synced everywhere. Right. With this, I don't really feel that confident. And, and, and let's, let's just say on iOS 5 up till now, that's been all about settings, backup of settings. And backup is not sync, right? Backup of settings seems to be working fine. I need to test this more, but my gut is, I don't feel super confident that all my iOS documents are getting synced
0: Right, and that goes back to that interface. trust and that, that confidence that you need to... And, you know, that's, that's one of the big pluses with Dropbox is that it, it's almost that like you need to see it to believe it kind of thing. And if you... Yes. So let's say you have Dropbox installed on your Mac at home and you have Dropbox on your Mac at work. And let's say that your Mac at work is turned off it's, uh, or sleeping, it's, it's off. You, you have a file at home, you save it, it's in, it happens to be in your Dropbox, you go to work, you turn the computer on, You'll see the little Dropbox icon in the menu bar doing its little animated box mm, rotational thing, thing yeah. and then you can click on it, and it will say "recently changed files." And in that little pop out, you will see, oh, there's that file that I had at home, and and then you can look at the file. You can see it happen. You can see you, the you, files updating, place, you and got you your know. hands around it. You under- <laughs> right.
1: I have a mental model for what, and I, again. Sorry, guys, you're going to yell at me and that's okay. I have a mental model for what Dropbox is, how it works, when it works. I mean, I don't, I've never seen the Dropbox server, but I have an idea in my head about how it works. And I'll give you another example. This morning when I was sitting around trying to loosely figure out what I wanted to say today, I opened up iThoughts HD and I started typing. And then I hit a little arrow button that sent it to a folder. I said, save this. Okay, send this to Dropbox. Okay, I'll send this to Dropbox. Do you want to send this as OPML? Do you want to send this as this? Do you want to send this as that? I said, okay, send this as an OPML document into this folder on Dropbox. Okay, you already have a folder, or you already have a a document by that name in here. Do you want to overwrite it? Yep, sure, go ahead. You know what else I can do in iThoughts HD? I can go hit a button, and I can either sync or synchronize. I I can either synchronize or update. So I can even choose, in the apps that support Dropbox syncing, I can even tell it kind of intelligently who should win. On Goodreader, I can tell Goodreader to sync a folder with another folder. I know this is the kind of thing Apple doesn't want you to do, but I'm just telling you, I get that. If I've got a folder full of stuff I want to be everywhere, I do a thing like hitting save or like hitting save as, and I understand what happens.
0: Do you think, though, in a way, Merlin, that knowing, knowing that Steve Jobs had personally pit, tried to acquire Dropbox, there's an article about this, I think I don't know if it came out yesterday or today, but it tells the story from it's on Forbes.com to try and find it, put it in the show notes. Uh, It tells the story of the Dropbox guys who were invited to, to Cupertino sat in the office with Steve jobs and, and he essentially tried to buy them. And they said, and at least the way the article portrays that they were pretty sort of cocky about it.
2: Mm.
0: Uh, You know, no, they, they didn't want to get bought. They wanted to build a really big company. And uh, and that was that you know that was sort of their their goal and their sentiment. But do you think that taking away the save as, which clearly again we know works, it works well in the context of an iOS device? Do you, do you think that this is almost a response to that? To say, well, yeah, you guys in Dropbox, all of you people who want to like you know back in like the 2010 world still want to move files around like a dinosaur Uh, we don't need to bother with do you think it's almost a a response to that to not getting dropbox to saying that's the old way of the old way of doing things is thinking in terms of file systems we don't think in
1: terms of file systems anymore do you think it's almost a response to that that's or a, that kind of thinking? That's a fantastic point and a fantastic question, to tell you the truth. I mean, I, I, my answer to that would be, I don't think they were formally sitting there and rubbing their hands together and going, ooh, we'll get those Dropbox guys. But I think, I think there's a very laudable goal in place here. And th- this is where it gets nuanced. I think what they're trying to do here is freaking fantastic. <laughs> you know, I love the idea that I don't have to remember to plug in my phone into my computer in order to make sure that my pictures get somewhere. Right, I think that is entirely laudable. I think the goal of not needing to save as is a very interesting idea. Um, I think the way it's implemented right now is really wonky. And and uh, so let me, just to finish this this one little arc, so let, I've done all this stuff. Let's say I'm dead wrong. Let's say that let's say that everything is sinking flawlessly. Let's see that. Oh, oh, and you know one more thing about Dropbox that, that, that a lot of people don't know. Back in the day. On a Mac or on an anything for that matter, gosh, on um, you know uh, on FTP, uh, anything you transferred from one place to another was was a stack, a dumb stack, right? If you if you grabbed a bunch of stuff and dropped it in, to my knowledge, pretty much the way that's always gone. There's probably a technical term for this, but you know if this was, I was if I was in Transmit and I grabbed a bunch of files and threw them somewhere or fetch or whatever you know, whatever order I grabbed them in was, or, you know what I mean, that was the order they went in. Here's the thing with Dropbox, is I understand it. If you take five, seven gig, say you grab a handful of seven gig, like, movies, yeah. and one text file that's 4K, it'll move the 4K text file first. That's smart. It knows to move the smaller things first. That's smart. And because everything, a lot of people don't know this, this would be such a privacy thing if more people knew this. You know, it runs on... Um, S3 isn't that what it's called the Amazon thing?
0: Yeah, Amazon S3 is there. And as I
1: understand storage. it, on S3 there are no files; there are hashes, <laughs> which is why if you drop a cop- copy of a popular movie on a Dropbox, it might go up immediately because all it's doing is doing like a, a checksum on on that hash. Right, it's probably it, sticking out of my ass here. No, no but you know that, right. that's all that's stored. It's it's a hash. It's a bunch of it's just a bunch of data, right? Yeah. It,
0: it every fi- if if you have a copy. Whether it's legitimate or not, let's just say we each bu- downloaded and bought a copy of Dr. No from the iTunes store. Right. And for some reason, you want to throw this onto your Dropbox. It, Even though this might be a 1.5 gig file, there is a unique signature to every single file that exists literally, in the world. Literally and unique. A literally unique signature. And... It will look at that signature, which it can get in a almost no time. It's in almost instantaneous to look at a file, no matter how big it is, and get a ha-
1: essentially the hash of that that says this mm-hmm. is the the way this file. This if, precisely this precisely matches this hash we've seen before. It doesn't care whether it's Doctor No or not. It just ma- matters that the hash.
0: Exactly. The hash. It, I mean, it, for all intents and purposes, it doesn't matter that it's Doctor No. It doesn't even matter what kind of file it is. It just says this is a do I because so you could you could rename yours to be Doctor No. Because I love James Bond, and I could just call mine Dr. No, and somebody else called theirs some Bond movie and (laughs) uploaded it, when you upload yours and I upload mine, there really isn't going to be an upload. It's just Dropbox is going to say, I know this file. This is this file that somebody uploaded before. You're calling it this. Dan's calling it that. The other guy called it something else. And no upload actually needs to happen. You just now have this file in that folder. (laughs) It's just there. And, and really all they're doing is not even a copy. It's more like a reference to that original pure file.
1: But, but don't you feel, I mean, like, so that's amazing. That's a wonderful bit of Disney magic that I think not a lot of people know. But like, don't you, I mean, I feel like, and I don't want to beat this to death, except that I think it matters. Um, as we, as I happily abandon a lot of old habits that Apple taught me to learn new habits that Apple wants to teach me, I am so okay with like tons of those. How, I, I have been wrong, God dozens of times more than I can count about what, whether something would succeed that Apple made, let alone whether I would learn to love it. Mm. And I've been, I've been wrong about almost all of them because they continue to work. All I'm trying to say is that right now, as I, as I stand here today, there's, there's bits of this that are not working like that. And, and I, I tutored about this earlier uh, because, okay, so here's, here's, let's continue with my iWork, my great iWorks experiment. So I created a bunch of files on, on, uh, you know, on my iPad and on my iPhone, and then this is how dumb I am. I, I go to I go to Lion and I pop it open and I go, "Huh? Well, so where's iPad Test One? Where is iPhone Test One?" And I you know remember everybody saying, "Well, you know it's not mountable. It's not even like like Mobile Me. You could mount it, right? Transmit will let you mount just about anything. You know, uh, Dropbox. It's more than mounted. It's a folder." No, that's the thing. Right now, I know it's all going to get fixed later, like the Android people like to say. The, here's the thing. Today, it's my understanding that if I want those documents from my iPad and my iPhone that are in the quote-unquote cloud, the iCloud, I got two ways to do that. One of those is to go to iTunes and pull it out of the respective app area in iTunes, or I can go to the iCloud website and download it. And then once I've made my edits, do you know what I have to do? I have to go back to the iCloud website and upload it. <laughs> and that's how I get it into the cloud. Right. And when, I, when I, I, you know, when that happened, I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. This, this is, you know, as, as, as stupid and as complicated and as Byzantine and Rube Goldbergian as my system might be, when I hit a button and I say send to Dropbox, I for damn sure know where it is. And do you know where it is? It's everywhere. And it's never not everywhere. <laughs> and, you know, I guess there's something, this combination, this currently sort of toxic combination of huge amounts of data being pushed around being combined with a kind of a lack of trust about how I get my hands on it. Right? Have you, have you tried to remove a photo from PhotoStream yet? Uh, I think you can't. I think you have to blow away the entire stream. It was a trick question.
2: Hmm.
1: So you're in New Zealand. And you accidentally upload a photo of your... Or you accidentally take an ugly picture of a family member that they demand be removed. Well, now, you know, you have it automatically set to automatically go into the photo stream. So what are are you going to do? we we got to reset it, right? Yeah. Okay, well, so where's your photos now? You redownload them, right? you have to. Sure. So now your iPad and your iPhone and your MacBook Air... All have to re-download eleven 1, hundred photos because you couldn't you couldn't remove that one
0: <laughs> doesn't seem right unless, <laughs> unless wait when you remove them all though don't you start do they stay, do they stay on your phone
1: uh, yeah I think they stay on your phone I think the ones I think the ones you took on that device might stay on stay there stay on I, there, but then all of the other ones are gone i'm prepared to be wrong about pretty much all of this because I'm not a super smart guy, but my my gut is right now if you are sitting somewhere where there is not a lot of free internet, um, this is not going to be that fun. And there's going to be a lot of times... You ever do that thing where you go into a hotel room or you go into an airport and you're like, look, I just want to do a little bit of goddamn work. And you end up spending 45 minutes trying to get the $30 Wi-Fi to work. I mean, maybe, this, maybe not you. I mean, I take my Wi-Fi with me wherever I can, but even that's not perfect. Sometimes you're stuck on the Virgin America thing and you got to get that working and then this port doesn't work. But you know what I'm saying? You ever had that situation where you're like, ah, if, I'm, if I were at home, this would take like a second to do. But now I've got to figure out, oh, no, there's too many connections now on the airport or on the uh, hotel Wi-Fi. I got to call the desk. All I'm trying to get at is this cloud stuff works on Dropbox because there's an entire sync thing on all of your computers. It may not be right up to date if you haven't been on for a while, but you don't get weird collisions. And if it does do a weird collision, it tells you there was a weird collision. I just don't have a whole bunch of confidence that if I went overseas for a week and I wanted this quote unquote iCloud to run my life for me, I don't have 100% confidence that I could do that today without either doing nothing but writing on all of those changes and be constantly asking AT&T to add another 500 megs to my account. I, I, I don't have an answer to this. I mean, I do have an answer to some of this. That the, the, I, I, We can probably do another sponsor. I do have an answer for how I do this right now. All I'm telling you is that right now, I am having a little bit of cognitive dissonance about how open I am to using all of this great stuff together. That is colliding pretty hard against how seamlessly it appears to be working. And I'm starting to get a little bit of the itch about how much control I have over stuff like taking out that one photo without incurring the cost of having to redo all of that stuff. And if I've got to go and, like, restore an iPad, because, like, again, if I, if I, if I were syncing to my... And again, now I'm getting into total, like, aluminum, aluminum foil hat mode. But, like, if I had been syncing to my MacBook Air on my iPad and something happened and I had to restore, well, that sucks. I'd go out to dinner and I'd come back and, for some odd reason, usually 37 minutes later, <laughs> I would have my iPad again. But again, if I, I the convenience that I enjoy in San Francisco with eight eight meg uh, a second Wi-Fi is not something I can count on when that's not there. In which case, this now becomes this very costly thing that doesn't have stuff on it anymore. So, I, I, I guess I'm asking a series of questions in, in a kind of uh, opinionated way, more than I'm trying to like offer a solution. But when I went in to get that iCloud quote unquote document and I had to go to a website to get it, I, 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 was, I was gobsmacked. I was, I was just, I was really struck by, by what a dead end that is. And I asked people on Twitter what I should do and they said, yeah, yeah. Uh, There's basically four kinds of replies. The first the, when I said, is this the case? They said, yes, you need to get it from the website. Or they said, yes, you know, you could also get it from the iTunes. And, and Dan, how much do you love going to iTunes to pull things off? Did you love going to iTunes to get things off of your iOS device right now? No, I, I don't especially love that. I don't love it at all. I mean, it's one reason I rely so heavily on Goodreader. is because Goodreader can get me to every kind of server that I want. It'll pull attachments out of Gmail for me. It'll pull pull down Google Docs that I can then turn into an XLS right on the computer. It'll do all that for me. Um, so I can either go to the iCloud's web, iCloud website or I can get it out of iTunes Or uh, I can uh, wait for iWork 12, which apparently is coming, which will help me today. Uh, Or as numerous people said, I could email it to myself. Sounds like fun, emailing it to yourself. I don't think emailing a document to yourself is a satisfactory response to how do I make iCloud work better. (laughs) I think that that is something that says in 1996, that was a really neat (laughs) mime thing that was implemented. (laughs) All right that a lot of people abused. So I'm going to tell you what I'm doing about this right now uh, after we, uh, you know, do it. You you like, uh, you like sponsors? I love them. Well, I love ours. I, you spent a lot of years building websites. So you may not be aware that today there is a service that will allow you to literally hit a couple buttons and have a website. Well, I actually, I can go so far as to say, no, that's not possible. Okay. That's true. Good week. Big week. Um Squarespace. Squarespace. Oh wait, Squarespace. it is pos- it's possible with those guys. Oh wait, sure. Well, you know, the thing is you got a don't you have a controller that'll hit those buttons for you? <laughs> no. hmm 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 Well, you know, the, the you know, Squarespace, uh, they, they got a they got a whole bunch of stuff coming in this uh version six thing. Uh, they got a big version 6 coming. They've had a really a blog post about it that has me champing at the bit. And when I talk to our friends, you're working, well, you're working with Ryan over at the Squarespace now. You know these are good Such people. Such a smart guy. Such a smart guy. He's Handsome, a good man. Handsome, tall, strong, oh, I, I, strong works I, out. I, I talk too fast for him. And, and what I like about Ryan is that he says so. He says, you're talking very fast and I'm not sure I understand what you're saying.
2: And Full I head of hair on that guy.
1: That. I, Just for what it's worth. Okay. And I said to him, hey, look... You know, I would love to have you guys as a sponsor, but like, do you want to hold off until the sixth thing? This is not what they told us to say, but he said, no way. He says, we're pushing on. Seriously, like this is dead. This is actually something that he said is like, no, we're like five still rocks hard and we are still adding like we're our big company. We are big boys (laughs) and we can work on two things at once. Uh, actually, version 6, from what I understand, is a complete ground-up redo of everything. I mean, it's going to make them even more rock-solid than rock-solid. But the point is this, is, this is the kind of company this is. They are super solid. Uh, the stuff really does work. And um, last week, I talked about uh, how easy it was. Last week, I talked about how easy it is to turn uh, any of your little blogs in Squarespace into a, a podcast. I wanted to talk um, about something pseudo-nerdy. Do you mind if I go just a little bit pseudo-nerdy? No, not at all. It's really more pseudo than nerdy. But, but one thing that's hard to get in Squarespace until you've done it is that uh, there's, a, there's a really nice, I think you guys call it a GUI. There's just a nice interface for doing everything right inside of this website. Okay? You go in, you log in, and there's all this great stuff. You can see all, you can have multiple blogs, multiple pages, multiple anything. It's all organized in a single, completely sane way. But they have this really neat thing that they just call widgets. Because sometimes there's just stuff you want to do that's a widget now you go back to the days of the php nuke and you remember like what used to be involved in getting something in a side rail and like whatever you do do not have spaces in the name <laughs> do you remember that remember how every site you go to that had a open source cms yeah the name of all the side rail items had a had underscores <laughs> in it <laughs> oh man yeah it ain't like that anymore um you can have these little sections of your site, and a section of your site could be something like a major area. Like in my case, like the podcast I do there is its own area. There's a big area there, like where I have like my FAQs about stuff that I do that really need to be updated. But you can go create a little section, and then you can add these little things called widgets. <laughs> and this is so this so is genius. so cool. I, I wish you smart. guys could see what I'm doing right this second because I go in here and I hit add a widget, and I get options like, do you want to add? Well, the obvious one, just an ad hoc block of text. Do you want to add a tag cloud for all the stuff here? Do you want to put in some links? Would you like to have an Amazon list? Now that back in California now, we can have Amazon again. You just enter in some ASINs, and it generates a thing with photos for you. You can choose to put your RSS feeds over there. You can have them send you an email, social links, ways to log in. You can create a form right inside of Squarespace that will do stuff for you. You can show a change tracker. You can show a journal index, meaning it will show you all the pages excuse me, um, in the um, archives for your site. And then there's a whole giant section just for social widgets. Do you want your Flickr photos to show up? I want you to understand that for each one of these, you literally hit a couple of buttons and you got a widget. That's not strictly true. But for each one of these, you hit a button. If you want your Twitter toots, you hit a, you hit the Twitter button. It says, what is your ID and how do you want this to look? And it does that. You can even do things like, if you've got check-ins, it could show your location on a little map. All these things are just, you just drop them in, you hit a button, you drop them in, and then you just scoot them around in this lovely little, um, what, what do they call it, the Web uh, the web 2.0, the Ajax You can just scoot all this stuff around. You move it however you want. You reconfigure it. If you're not happy with the way it is right that second, you can disable it, meaning you can continue to work on it. You can reconfigure it, get it how you want. It's all like having your own little staging server. It's very difficult to tell you how incredibly dorky in love I am with Squarespace because you're not looking at this thing that I'm looking at. I wish you could see it. It's right here. And so you really should try it for yourself. Don't you agree, Dan? People need to get in there and they need to try it. Yeah. Yeah. I had an idea. I haven't, I haven't run this by Ryan yet. I gotta quit doing things like this. But I had this idea that um, uh, next time I start a, a blog of any kind, I'm gonna do a screencast capture and show you that like it's. It may not take just a couple buttons, but like you're gonna go from like hi, I want a website to having a website and like still have time to go get coffee before lunch. Yeah. It really, it really is that simple. Now my concern with these guys, like so many of these weasels that sponsor us, is that they may not be doing anything special. For, for our audience.
0: No, they don't. They don't like to help. They don't care about the audience either.
1: Can I, can I say two words? New York. It's the same problem with that Marco guy. Now, he's in Brooklyn. Uh, these guys are, I think they're in, uh, uh, as you like to say, Manhattan. But this is actually uh, a good thing. You can go in and you can get a very special deal on this. If you go to squarespace.com back to work.
0: One in, word, B-A-C-K.
1: It's, well, it's kind of three words, but yeah, there's no spaces. Is it the number two or, or T-O? Oh it's Yahoo spelled Y-A. <laughs> Remember that? Remember that joke? Back to work. We got to post that. Back 20 is a 20%. Com slash back to work. B-A-C-K-T-O-W-O-R-K. There 20%. are no digits. There are no digits in Syracuse. Back to work. And what do you get out of that, Dan? I think it's 20% for six months. 20% off for the next six months. That's crazy. That's a crazy deal. Did you know that's almost, that's almost one-fifth? Oh. Is that base 10? <laughs> that's in base 10, right? I think so. That's a pretty sweet gig. I use these guys. I love them. And anytime somebody comes to me, uh, and believe it or not, they do come to me, and, and, and they will say, how do I get one of those websites? They say, should I get on the Facebook? I say, you should sooner literally tear your, tear your eyes out than get on Facebook. You should go to Squarespace, and they'll set you up. You hit a couple buttons, you got a website. Um... So I use this. I use this for my podcast you don't like that you think is all full of bloopy sounds. Well, I, never, I I turned it on know, and it sounded like Skype connecting, I so I shut it down. I had to yeah. shut it down. I put, I, put a, I put a very large room echo on that as a humorous effect. It's very distorted in the last episode. But that's hosted there, and that was really easy to do in the Squarespace. I hit a couple buttons, and I did it. And you know what? Once I went in there, I could say, hey, do I want this to be Markdown? Do I want this to be WYSIWYG? Do I want this to be HTML? All that posting is done for you. Uh, I got a better copy of that file, and I updated it. It lets you have a follow-up. When's the last time you saw a blog engine that lets you have follow-ups? So instead of having to go update, you hit a thing and it actually puts a little formal update. You can reference other sites. I'm going to shut up now. You just need to do this. I know you hear this every week. I don't care. I want you to do this because this is literally good. It's literally really good. Squarespace.com slash back to work. What is the the code for this, Dan? Do you recall? I believe it is Merlin loves us. Merlin loves us. Merlin loves us. Go to Squarespace.com. Merlin loves us. I don't know if this involves the cloud, but I'm very happy with Squarespace. Um, we thank Squarespace very much for supporting 5 by 5 and back to work. Squarespace,
0: hosted Squarespace. in the cloud.
2: In
1: the cloud.
0: I'm going to give it's them
1: that. Th- oh, is that freebie?
0: Yeah, they can have that. I mean, I'm just an idea guy. They're going to have to How about, with
1: about uh, your stuff, our cloud? No, yours is better.
0: Let's try. Squarespace, your Squarespace. stuff,
1: our cloud.
0: Hmm. 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 Nah, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Um... You, 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 the, 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 Is this the or, after dark?
0: Hmm? No, because it's 114 um, minutes in so far.
1: I'll just tell you what I use. I, you know what? Like I say, I, I want to pick up on this again because I want to think about it more. I want you to tell me what people say—the nice things, uh, no, or the interesting things. But I, you know, I when I'm critical of this, I, I'm. What was it? Uh, who whose quote was that? I listen to too many of your goddamn shows. Uh, Alan Kay saying, you know, was it was the first. Was it the first computer that was worth criticizing? Right? Is that what he said about <laughs> yeah. the Apple? Is that right? Yeah. I probably got every part of that wrong. That's good. I'm criticizing this because I use the living crap out of all of this and because as much as I will make some of you mad for loving Apple and make some of you mad for uh, uh, ostensibly criticizing Apple, like I believe in what is happening with this stuff. Some of it freaks me out. It freaks me out when we get to a point where a document has to live in one bucket. That screws up my deal in a big way. I don't like a future where .txt can only have one little house to be in. I don't know if that's going to happen, but that kind of feels like we've gotten our 12-month warning shot on that, and it freaks me out a little bit. Um, not just because I love Dropbox, but just because I just really like text files a lot. And I don't think I don't know there's a place for that. I'm offering these criticisms as a frustrated user because I expected it, I expect it to work this well. I think it will work this well. But as our friend John Gruber says, it is a cop-out to say later. <laughs> you know, I'm glad all this rolled out. I think this, this is, has nothing to say against how well this all has gone. I think it works the way it says it will on the tin, as they say in England, right? I think I think iCloud works the way it's supposed to work. I'm just not sure the way it's supposed to work is such a great idea right now. Or I'm not even sure that it's even that well implemented. Not, not it's not poorly implemented, but I just keep thinking about being in that motel in New Zealand and having to call AT and T and say, "Would you please accept another two hundred dollars from me, so that so that I can just check my email?" <laughs> I, you know, I, I'd like to hear from you. You, you hear always from the people in other countries that have the internet. You hear from them that it's costly, right, Dan? It sounds very costly from what I'm hearing. There's a lot of elements to this that, in order to get, in order to get the value out of this on a day-to-day basis and in order to capitalize on what this is really meant to do, um, you're going to have to have a lot of access to free Wi-Fi. (laughs) Last part of this, have you, have you been out and about, well, well, have you been out and about with like your laptop and your iPhone since, since the launch? Yeah, definitely. Today. have you had them both connected to Wi-Fi somewhere? Today. Did it start syncing? Well, I, I don't have that thing uh, turned on. I don't know. Would it? Should it have? Sure does. Sure does for me. Right now, at least in my experience, um, it is agnostic of whatever Wi-Fi I'm on. If, it's, if they're on the same Wi-Fi and they can talk, it starts syncing. So it does that on my Wi-Fi. If I were dumb enough to do that at a Starbucks, I assume it would do it at a Starbucks. Right. Maybe not I don't have a white or black list for which Wi-Fi is okay. Um, when uh, Gruber, uh, Gruber and uh, his family and I were in um, in England, John had to go down and ask for f- this is this is last year. John had to ask for five codes from the hotel just to get their devices on because mm. it was it was a code like per not I guess like MAC address. Okay. Um, no, no. And the thing is, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to just come up with easy stories about this. I'm trying to say I think this is true in Brighton, England. I think this is true uh, in Wellington, New Zealand. I think it's true in uh, somebody's front yard in Providence, Rhode Island. If you're not sitting somewhere that has that kind of up and down uh, internet, um, maybe once it's all configured and everything is working flawlessly, it's going to go great. But I, I wonder what's going to happen when you have to when you don't like one photo stream photo and you have to take that off or you decide that you want this album you didn't have before. I think there are uh, there's a lot of perceived convenience in this that's going to be somewhat costly in execution that is that is my guess and so I'll, I, before we leave, I will mention just one thing that I use this is when, when I mentioned on the Twitter about how i 'm kind of bummed about some of this. everybody made a recommendation that it's exactly the recommendation that I will make well first of all. Um, I am a fan of the Dropbox. And I don't know if you know about this. This is not a a plug in in a paid way, but do you know about Dropdav? Dropdav? No. Go to to dropdav.com. Dropdav.com. It's $5 a month. It's crazy. (sighs) $5 a month, and it turns your Dropbox account into a WebDav server. So what does that mean? It means that any app on your iOS device that can handle WebDav now works for Dropbox. So that means I can go, and, and, and luckily a lot of them do. I mean, what I think one of the reasons, I think one of the things, I hate to sound like a pundit, but I think one of the things that's made Dropbox so successful is the existence of iOS, but also from what I understand, they have a shake and bake kit, that's a technical term, that makes it maybe not trivially easy, but fairly easy for any developer to just drop some stuff in and start using Dropbox. Right, I don't know if it's APIs or whatever it is, but that I, I, you guys can check me on that. But it's my understanding that Dropbox. Basically, you ever noticed when you log into Dropbox, you frequently see exactly that same interface. You know, almost the way like the Twitter OAuth works. Well, I think Dropbox has made it very easy to work with a bunch of apps. So luckily, they do work with a bunch of apps. There's just so many apps that it'll work with. But you know what? Uh, I'm going to go back to for Pages and Numbers and Keynote. I'm going to go back to the same way that I did all of this. In, uh, Omni and uh, <laughs> OmniGraffle and Outliner and iThoughts and all of them. I'm going to go back. I'm going to use, I'm going to go back to uh, DropDav for now. Cause I think that's, that's the only way that, that this is going to work for me to know that it is in the place of truth, which is the server I trust, which right now is the Dropbox server. And I know that that is going to be populated as quickly as possible in every single place that I need it to be. So anyway, for what it's worth, uh, if you are struggling with any of this like I am, I am not saying go cancel your iCloud. Uh, I I popped for the uh, extra 50 gigs. Like I, I've spent a crap ton of dough on this while I was in the beta. I bought the iTunes match. I bought, I I, I am not a cheap person. <laughs> I, am, I am bought into all of this. But I will just say, um, <clears throat> if you're struggling with this in any ways like I am, uh, I still don't have a great solution. There's nothing like a, a replacement for iCloud and music. I still think that's very promising. And if you are somebody who is literally on Wi-Fi all the time and you can afford to treat it like Pandora, that's probably going to work fine for you. But when my kid wants to hear a song from Toy Story and I don't have my Wi-Fi with me, that's, that's hurtful because <laughs> I need to hear that now, right? I don't have a solution for that. But just for what it's worth, I would say if you like drop, um, Dropbox, at least have a look at Drop Dev. Uh, it's a it's a really neat service, and uh, even though you know you've already you know you've already got the Dropbox in, on your Mac, but you can mount this with Transmit also. For what it's worth, it does mount. Or what's the other one that it's the what's the other one it used to be in your menu bar? What's that called? So, 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 what's the other one turns anything into a Dev mount? Dan, I don't know. Yeah, DropDev Anyway, I love Apple stuff. Cyberdog. Cyberdog. <laughs> Snickers bar. <laughs> All right. I gotta get. I, I got to get one of these uh, four S's. That's what I got to do. I got to get on there. I Go got you know, to the up. Siri. I think the Siri's not even working anymore. I tried Siri. No, um, it works. No, 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 no. I heard you about the West Coast thing. I'm telling you, I think they have disabled old school Siri. Oh, I know. I think you're right. I
0: think they have. Oh, that's hurtful.
1: That is hurtful. But that's it. That's it for this episode. We're going to be done. Wow, We're going to wow, move wow, on. Wow. So I guess you do want to button this up. Love you too. I love you.